I am your host, the big guy, Ryback. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Streaming live, 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 live across the board. Instagram, the big guy, Ryback22. Twitter spaces at Ryback, where you guys can join this show, be a part of this show. Thank you to all of our loyal, loyal Twitter subscribers. Not necessary, but that list is continuously growing. I follow back everybody who uh, follows me or subscribes to me, I should say on Twitter. And uh, I was denied that for years for the last like year, whatever it was available, they wouldn't approve me. And then they approved it not long ago. And it's good to see you guys uh, subscribing and, and showing your support. And my way of saying thank you is is following you back and trying to interact with you guys as much as possible when I see uh, your tweets on, on the timeline. So thank you very much. Ryback TV guys, you are the co-host of this show. The ebb and flow of this show goes where your questions goes. Health, fitness, supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything in between. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. We're continuing to climb up the charts. If you've got a moment, guys, you like this show, I bring you some value, some entertainment, some news, whatever it may be. Swing on over to iTunes. If you can leave a star rating, preferably a five-star, <laughs> whatever it is you want to leave. Uh, with a, a written review, uh, helps out the cause and can, continues to get that number to grow as we move up the audio rankings. We'd like to get back in that top 20, top 10, and uh, keep moving along, even though we're streaming on all the platforms, unlike a lot of the shows. So that, that takes away our audio numbers quite actually drastically on that. But it's it's worth it to be everywhere, and it will help once everything is really, really flowing, uh, making this show as big as it, as it truly can be. So thank you. On all of that. This show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line sweetened with stevia and monk fruit. No harmful artificial sweeteners or colors for all people, men and women. He, she, and thee. Feedmemore.com. With everything going on right now, the chase situation, uh, which we'll get into some of that uh, with everything. We're doing 35% off Feed Me More Nutrition, all the Ryback merch on feedmemore.com. Discount code mental health, discount code mental health. Uh, as we raise awareness of this horrible condition, situation a lot of people are suffering from. This is a, a beyond extreme case, obviously. And uh, But we what, what we do around here is we turn negatives into positives. And uh, we will turn that big fat negative into one big strong positive all goddamn day long. And uh, so thank you guys for everybody showing your love and support on all that. Mental health, 35% off. Feedmemore.com. That's in the description. It's on Twitter. <laughs> on there, it's on all the social platforms. Just gone over, put the first item in your cart, all your items in your cart at checkout. Discount code mental health, 35% off. Good to see all of you here. Let me go ahead and jump into the chat. Appreciate everybody over here on uh, Twitter Spaces. We'll be taking your calls here very shortly on everything. I did catch a good part of Money in the Bank. I enjoyed it. They, they always put on good shows overall, the talent, the men and women that make those possible, along with everybody, the entire production and, and everyone involved in that. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I caught uh, some bits and pieces of collision as well. We'll talk about that. 
and if you guys have any questions on any of those as well. I'm a uh, great weekend here. I had, I took the week off last week with everything going off weight wise and cardio. First time I've probably taken a week off of cardio and I don't know how long in my body. It was, Oh, I can't tell you how great I feel. Yesterday was the first day back and, uh, where I, I did my, my hard conditioning, um, and, and long cardio as well. Elliptical after hard, I did nine rounds on the, on the Stairmaster high intensity interval training. And then, uh, 30 on the elliptical with that a lot of wet cupping and uh which today re a lot big rehab day yesterday i'll have a big rehab day today shoulder just continues to get bigger and, and stronger and uh feeling very very good i do have i'm getting quite a few independent bookings coming in for some pretty big shows for uh october november december and i have not i i've, I've reached back and, and just said i'm <clears throat> one waiting to take care of this situation with everything going on, the whole chase situation, but, but got to see if I'm going to be able to get cleared by the end of July. Um, well, I don't know. I, this is, I, I'm getting better and better. There's, I just got to get this one piece to release on my trap in my scapula. That wet cupping continues to just drain that area. It just takes doing it over and over. The problem is, is I wish I could just do this over and over and over all day. One, the skin gets very raw, which the skin is healing really quickly. I can go really intense one day. It'll, it'll, it'll be completely black and blue. And, and within one day, it's already lightened back up. And then within two days, it's pretty much healed. Um, and I'm trying to change areas, but there's a few areas that are really, really heavy still. Problem is, too, in, in losing that blood and that scar tissue, you, you lose a lot of vitamins, minerals. You, you lose... A, a, the amount that I'm doing it, that I have to do it, I lose a decent amount of blood. So I have to time this out and I'm figuring out, usually trying to do it at the end of the day after all my training, um, because before I was doing the part before, part after, and I noticed uh, I was getting a little fatigued and I know it, I know it's from that with everything and I'm, I'm, I'm being careful with it, but there's so much, it like that when it, the way that that scar tissue comes out and forms, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not sitting in the, in the muscle like that. Um, is that big glob like that? Somebody's like, what is replacing that when you take it out? That stuff is, is, is the inflammation and scar tissue is all mixed together with the blood and that that is trapped all within the muscle. So that's getting all sucked out with the blood and it clumps together into these weird pieces and it all looks the same, but inside the muscle and that muscle tissue needs to be pliable. And, and that, uh, that stuff is all, it's like just a heavy glue is the best way I could describe it. And, uh, it, it's quite fascinating. Nowhere else in my body does this do this. And that was explained to me by the, by the doctor and then the literature that I've read. And it just makes you think like, you're like, Oh my God, my blood, it's not my blood, my blood. There's regular blood that it doesn't, it just, it doesn't look like that. The blood when it's in the body, but in the muscle, that stuff exists in the muscle. And it's essentially the more of that that comes out, the more my healing abilities increase and the quicker the rehab like my strength on the rehab, I was starting off with like a two pound weight on my rotator cuff stuff. I could do four or five pounds now, no problem with, with no pain with that. And it, there's still some little hiccups in there, but you can see, and that's just in a matter of weeks. So I just got to continue to do what I'm doing and the stability, even if my shoulder is never a hundred percent, as long as I've got the stability, we're good with it. And that's, that's the big thing in getting rid of that tissue. So that scapula that's holding on on the rhomboid and trap that, that, tissues all connected and it needs to just release and then everything's going to be mechanically really smooth and uh, it's already a million times better than it was 
It's just a matter of of doing the right thing. This is the toughest period. As the better I get, I have to be intelligent enough and, and smart enough to go trust the process. You know what you're doing. Don't do anything stupid yet. Let's just keep doing one day at a time, doing the work morning to night. And you're, you give yourself these rest days and it, it is, it's paying off. So it's, uh, I, I thank you all for your love and support on all of that. We've got a birthday in here. Happy birthday, buddy. Hope you have a good one today. Resistance bands are great as well for training. I, I do a little bit of those. I throw a little bit of those in as well. We've got 4th of July tomorrow. For everybody, I am on Twitch as well at Ryback Rules. I did yesterday, played uh, WWE 2K23 as myself against you guys, Ryback Open Challenge. I was 3-1 and one against playing against other people yesterday. Uh, there was a guy that was playing, did not believe he was playing against me, um, which made for a very entertaining conversation. He he was very good at the game as well. And I, I snuck a triple threat victory that I had no business winning on the on the last one, but I kept him distracted by by not letting him know if it was me or not as we were talking. So <laughs> it's uh, I have a lot of fun with that. I'll try to do that multiple times a week if I can. But Twitch Ryback rules and uh I got to I got to make sure if I'm displaying that properly where everybody could see it. I'm not really sure it, it didn't yesterday's thing didn't have a lot of views even though we had people in there. And I've got 3.6 or 7,000 followers on there. But uh hopefully as we play that we'll continue to grow that. Either way it's a lot of fun and uh a little hour hour and a half, 2 hours here and there um when I can we'll be be on there Twitch at Ryback Rules and of course the Ryback show on there as, as usual with everything. Super chats are appreciated on here as well, guys, on Ryback TV. And uh, we'll be getting to your things on here. Before we get to calls, we do got a super chat we'll start off with. Uh, Mercenary45 says, Ryback, I'm going through a similar situation, but even worse. I have been paranoid now for a year and a half every time I step outside to stay strong. I'm very sorry to hear that, brother. And uh, I will, uh, you know, we got everything going on. We've got all the right people uh, working on this. And uh, the truth is going to win. We're going to get him. And uh, I, I don't know why he doesn't think that that, that wouldn't be the case. But uh, we're going to get him. So I'm uh, I'm waiting to hear back from some people today on some things. And uh, we're not going to say too much else on it. I'll be shocked if he comes back on this show. <clears throat> He's uh, going to dig his grave further if he chooses to. He's more than welcome to come on. I'll keep him on as long as he wants. And uh, he... Uh, yeah, so Chase, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to come on. I, I, in fact, I know that you're listening. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on with all of this. And for the people on Twitter, he is Jordan Garcia. We're almost, he has a lot of accounts. You can just look at the language, same words, same insults, same obsessive behavior. This guy has potentially thousands of accounts on all the platforms. He's here on Ryback TV as well. He's on all the platforms with all of that. So, uh just be careful. I do not encourage any of you to interact. Just block them, and uh, we'll, we'll let everything take care of itself with all of that. I do want to say also there was another piece of news I saw on – it was uh, the – the and we're not – I hate even saying their name because they're – if you know the ringside news, they're I just think they're absolute trash. All, all of them are, but they are in particular. They're owners of bipolar piece of shit. He uh, – and I don't care. They'll have the guy on that, that wants to defend him and says he likes him. They uh, – they, they can't even take news from me on here correctly without without fucking it up. 
they they put out another false piece that uh, me on the WWE that WWE threatened my career, which they did. They threatened to fire me, but it wasn't over a, a, a lawsuit against WWE. It was a malpractice suit against the doctor, Dr. Herskovici, uh, which I mentioned straight up on here multiple times. So they have once again misreported news. And then they also feel the need in which they actually, they wanted to come on this show, which I was going to let them come on this show and, and actually interact with it. And it, put it on Twitter for everybody to see prior that uh, they they go, they they wanted to call in or be on the show. And, and I had unblocked them. And I go, okay, just I want an apology for all the shit that you posted over the years. Because they don't understand, or they do understand, they're just horrible people. That that they think that they're just because they get clicks on things and whatnot by posting lies or infusing their their fake bullshit opinions, their mark opinions on their stupid pieces that they think that that's like that's reporting and it's not that's that's a reflection of your bipolar piece of shit mark owner with everything the Steve guy and all these dirt sheet people they're fucking marks that can never do this and they don't understand I put a tweet out it's because of their inability to respect the talent and they wonder why they get blocked and don't have respect it's because you're fucking pieces of shit all of you. You can never do what we do. You can't lace up the boots. You can't go in there. You're not a part of the business. So the next thing you do is you lie and gossip and report on the people in the business because of your own insecurities. And any psychologist would say that if they actually dove into it and took a look at why are wrestling fans or marks like that such pieces of shit. It's because you guys, it's the chase syndrome, the, the perfect way. And he's an extreme case of the worst case of what happens with fucking chase syndrome with all of that. But I told them, I go, you guys apologize and you guys can come on and we can have a conversation with it and, and still holds true they go deal they then the bipolar owner later on no and blah 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 everything's your own fault they actually asked for can you give us examples went online had examples within five minutes three different examples of them infusing their opinion on a piece to make it negative <clears throat> on things and they can't just report the news and these places know that they, they don't just report the news they infuse their their fake opinion or their opinion they want to infuse all of it together and they do it in a way to incite negativity and hate in people over and over and over and over. And they, they wonder why, like, you don't help my brand when you do that. And they go, well, we're helping you. No, you're not helping me. You're helping create hate towards me. So you're taking customers away. And if you don't think that there's a defamation lawsuit coming your way at some point in time, you're out of your fucking mind. I swear to God, we have this stuff. We've been saving stuff. Boom, just send to the attorney, send to the attorney, just put it away and, and come revisit it. This stuff will hold up for a long time. These people, they're fucking idiots. And I try to do the right thing and try to be nice to people, but you keep being fucking idiots with it. Just keep it up. See what happens with it. And I know you don't got much to take, but we'll fucking take it all at some point in time. And I'll wait till the perfect fucking time with it all. And just keep building up a case and building up a case. Yep. 10 years. Here we go. Bam. You're fucking wiped out. Rest of your life with it. Keep it up. Fuck around and find out. Try to warn you guys, a lot of people don't want to talk about this and the truth. The dirt sheets are the number one detriment to the business with this. And it's how they can't just report the fucking news. And that's the problem. If you just take the news and report it and don't infuse your opinion, you tell your little Mark piece of shit fucking writers, you only report facts. You got to check things. You got to double check. You got to triple check things. You got to make sure your sources have fucking sources. You got to fucking do the work before you put out things that could that can hurt or potentially hurt people's fucking brand and business or careers. But no, no accountability. And you wonder why you're not fucking respected. And But if you ever look at the, all the sports journalists that are respected, there's there's a lot of shitty ones out there. But the ones that are actually have the respect and confidence of the players are the ones that do their job properly, that report only the facts and leave their goddamn motherfucking opinions out. Right? 
But no, we're living a day and age where, oh, you can't do it. You never could do it. So you try to get over on all the people that could. It's just that's all that it is. We've got another super chat here before we get to the Twitter spaces. How you doing, big guy? Any update on the Chase thing? And would you ever wrestle for RCW? I go to every show in San Antonio every month. Be cool to see you. Yeah, I don't, I've never heard of or off the top of my head. Don't know what RCW is with that. Um, but like I said, if we're going to go the independent route and take some bookings, anything is a possibility with that. <clears throat> you can make I can make more money going the independent route. And I say that and, and make more money in it for my brand and have like the luxury of doing everything that I'm doing and just post my matches on Ryback TV and, and live a better life than probably the majority of guys on TV. This is a very real possibility. I've always said, though, I think, and I, I would like to work some programs on TV. I don't really have any interest in signing the, a long-term contract and sitting in the bleachers. And I've talked about this. But, I, again, a lot of that is going to be once that point comes and having those conversations uh, with that. And I just gave the kind of the chase thing. We're, we're waiting for some calls today. And uh, I'm anticipating we're going to have some news very, very shortly on everything. <clears throat> The Blazing Kid Toes, Kitties, sorry. Uh, hi, Ryback, Feeding Time McDonald's Grimace Meal. That's on the channel already, brother. That was a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago on there. Yep, the other JG says you compliment Brock all the time. They said you gave a rare compliment. And I actually compliment Vince on things that he's done over that. I think I'm one of the few that even though despite having personal issues with a couple people or a few people, I can still talk about the good qualities on different things. And if you listen to the show regularly, you know that. But these people, what they do is, is they try to set me up in a negative light every time with that. And there's a reason for that. That's all with everything. So, But the, that ringside news is they've put out so many lies over the years on things as well as infusing their opinion in a very hateful, negative way. And even on that last piece, they have to do a thing. They have to bring the Vince McMahon thing into to try to They try to get people to feel a negative way about me any way they can before they actually go into the article. And I could point this out time and time and time again. That that guy, the guy, the Steve dude, he knows full goddamn well. That's a reflection of his poor mindset. With And that is all that is. And these guys, they want to go out and apologize for the things. They're welcome to come on here. They are going to get tore apart. And I can do it just talking to them. They're going to get tore apart, torn apart over and over and over again. And it'll rip away any, they, they don't have any credibility to begin with, but people are going to see. It's like the busted open. You guys saw everything. You saw Mark put out, you want to know, busted open. They have my number. They have not reached out to have me on the show. You know why? They know the truth is going to be spoken. But Mark did his, put his front out there. Oh, I'm all for this, guys. Nothing. Still waiting. Just letting you guys, not one place that I've said, let's have a conversation. After all their bullshit, are willing to do it. Because that, that should tell you guys, it should tell you everything going on with it. So. All right, let's hop into the show, get going today. <clears throat> We've got Eli here. <clears throat> hey, man, can you hear me? I can hear you. Welcome to the Ryback Show. What's going on? Hey, man, how you been? Been very well, thank like, you. I talked to you like two or three days ago, I think. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was on here. I kind of want to talk about money in the bank for a second. Okay. I, uh, how do you feel about the whole LA night thing? I think that, 
uh, I was watching H do his press conference and he said, good things come to those who wait and they want to like maybe build them up some more. But I think maybe it might be a situation kind of like Daniel Bryan where they wait too long, if that makes sense. Happens all the time. Yeah. Where if you don't strike while, while the iron's hot, then it, it doesn't mean it, it. They did that with Braun. Remember when Braun Strowman was red hot early on? Yeah. This is another, and it was like me when I was red hot, but there, there's different. I don't know what Braun's merch numbers was, but Braun was, was pretty over and they waited and they let it, they let it fizz, fizzle out. And then when they put the title on you, you're not as over. <clears throat> and so that, and because what that does is that is, that is a, a tactic done by them to, so, so they can stop creating megastars cannot be created because if they go with that momentum, they realize that they're going to have to probably pay the guys a little more that they're going to have to, but they're going to be making them way more money They're So they're essentially trying to keep people in check and keep their pay down as long as possible until they want to push them or there's a, a reason to put the title. They want to keep the logo above all the talent as much as possible. Right. So the LA night thing is, you know, they've already Vince. I think it's the, the writing is on the wall Vince. And this is, and again, Everyone has their feelings. Is he getting a reaction? Yeah. I don't know what his merch numbers are. There's, I don't know what his ratings are coming in at. If, if he's getting top ratings for the, for the company at being on, but he's getting a reaction from the crowd one way or the other with his stuff. And he's entertaining. Whether, whether you think he's ripping off stone cold of the rock, which I do think there's a very, very strong case for that on that. I, I, I do think it, it, it there's some really strong uh, things that right. resemble that from the things that he's doing. But he is also a bit different in, in other areas as well. Um, but he, I, he, Vince wanted to make him a manager from that, and he was because of his age, which isn't old, by the way. He has he can have ten great years at that. Like it's it's wild. Why don't you just make ages? This is the thing that I'll throw this out. Age is so stupid in wrestling where they talk. They just come up with excuses for things yeah. like it doesn't matter. Always oh, eighteen, he's too young. Always oh, forty, he's too old. If he's he's healthy and he's up there and he's been going strong and he's getting over, why wouldn't you? Austin had like three good years. Why wouldn't right. you just have him have three fucking awesome hot years? It, it doesn't make. But that's the part of the business that's been taken away of that fans. When somebody starts getting organically over, they're not being listened to over and over and over again. Um, and then by the time the company pulls the trigger on something, that momentum is nowhere near what it was. And it doesn't mean the same, in my opinion, from what I've seen. I, um, because I was watching, he did an interview with Chris Van Vliet, or however the fuck you say that guy's name. Yep. And uh, he said that one of the reasons that WWE, he said that they felt hesitant to push him because of his age being 40, but then they gave it to Priest, who's three months older than him. So I'm like, it's got to be something different. Like, I don't mind Damian Priest having, having the thing, but I just felt like, I don't know. If you listen to that that uh, that pay per view, he got the biggest reaction out of anybody, more than Cody, more than Seth. More than uh, anybody. I don't know. I think Cena blew his reaction out of the water. I don't think Cody. I don't think Cody's was uh, I, the. I think L.A. I, I don't. L.A. Knight's more than Cody's. Yes, as far as that, I, I think. But I think Cena had had the reaction of the night. I did. I forgot that he was only. Yeah, but he wasn't wrestling, and he's not a regular. So there is kind of, you know what I mean. That that that's if you're going all all the active competitors, he was a surprise. So I do. I I will say you're correct on that. With as far as Cena's not a regular there, but what he had, no matter what, he had one of the best reactions of the night, right? Yeah, Yeah. I I mean. In England too, I mean that UK crowd is insane. Yep. You know what I mean. So it, you can be 
boring as fuck and go out there and if you do something cool they'll fucking cheer for you but yeah i don't think that was the case with him i think that you know he had something going and and then um at the end with with jay pinning roman i don't, I don't know how i feel about roman taking that pin i understand that that jay was the first one that pinned him ever and now he pins him 10 years later but i didn't think in a tag team match that was called for for him to take the pin there because you build him up for three and a half years of oh nobody can beat this guy and then he takes a pin in a tag team match i think the right person pinned him i just don't think it was the right match to pin him yeah one two before we answer this the damian priest winning the money in the bank i completely understand that call he's had an absolutely phenomenal year everything right. with judgment day and i think that, that i think overall people understand that and that there's some other plan. So LA Knight, though, he can get back on the track like, like that. He had a great showing. It, he's not getting buried in the sense of it, if he starts going out there, not getting an entrance, getting beat in two to three minutes. Now you can, you know, they start taking away his catchphrases. Now there's something. He starts getting the Dean Ambrose, Ambrose treatment. Yeah, they start stripping everything away. And then, you know, yeah. yep, then we can look further. But if they continue to build him, give him TV time, there's no issues with that. But you do need to that momentum. It's like Cody. Cody's nowhere near that. Even though Cody's still being featured in things, he's kind of going on side missions now, and, and he might he kind of has to with the way everything. But that that WrestleMania was the peak of everything, I would say, and it's gone down since then. Oh yeah, that was the opportunity for yeah. For and I, I'll point that out over and over. And anybody from Stone Cold or anybody that says that was the right call, I will argue with all day long on on what I because I know what's going on with that, and I don't think he has it in his contract. And Vince will toy with you and get you as close to you can at dangling that carrot in front of you to mentally fuck you over. And people don't understand this. This is a very real situation and I hope I'm wrong on it, but I've lived it and I know what they, they're capable of and I know what they're doing with me and I know how they feel about certain things. And we're just going to have to sit and wait and see as far as Roman taking the pin and then that tag, you know what? I said the same thing. I go, and, and it's, I, I didn't want to see him get pinned until he lose the championship. Exactly. And it, that now has taken away that moment. And now we know because it gives you, it, it's like the Undertaker, like, you know, going into WrestleMania when he was undefeated. If he would have like taken a pinfall, you know, the, the month before he loses at WrestleMania to Brock, it, it, it's not as shocking right. with it. And it's like, this is, we've just built all this time that he's be, he's avoided getting pinned. We all know it's entertainment and, and it, 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 what it is with it. But we've been conditioned to think that this guy can't get pinned. He's super protected. He's he's the guy with all of this. And whoever you know was going to get that moment, it would be something very special. And to do it on kind of an in between pay per view, um, yeah, and on not one of the big ones, and and again in a tag match that they have to have something else going on. And I'm very I'm very curious to see. But I, I share the same thoughts as you. I just go. I kind of wanted to wait to see who was going to just get the pinfall on him and protect him all the way with the bloodline. Right. That's kind of the purpose they've saved him from getting pinned over and over and over. And, you know, I only, I can only give this explanation is, is they threw Jay a bone and they want to do something with Jay, but Jay's not going to be the one to beat Roman, but they're giving okay. Jay, they're, they're, they're letting Jay get some stock, putting some more equity in Jay um, is my only, the only thing that I can maybe think of. At, with all of this and they're going to keep Roman going. And then they, he's the only that he's going to hold the title for so much more longer that maybe people kind of gloss over this if, if in four or five, six, seven months or something, that's the only, that's the only thing that went through my head that they may be doing. If, 
I, if they wanted to get a shock reaction out of me, they got it because I was watching them. Like, wait, he just took that pin. Like, I get that he technically got low blowed before then, and then it took all these super kicks and then that. But I, I just think if you have solo take, if you have solo take the pin, but then you still have Jay beat the shit out of Roman at some point in the match, or maybe you put Roman on the table, Jay frog splashes off the top rope through the fucking table, yeah. establish that Jay's can beat him and shit like that, but you don't actually have him take the pin and. Like you said, like the moment that for three and a half years, this guy hasn't had his shoulders pinned for a count of three. Yeah. And then you do it during a tag team match. It was kind of like, mm, like you said, I like money in the bank. If I, if I, if maybe it was at SummerSlam, it'd be a little bit different. But I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like that was the wrong call. But. Yeah. And I even think if having Solo take the pin that that and you could kind of start very slowly playing up Roman getting upset at Solo. And, right. and, but with that, if, my only thing is if they don't, they don't want to go that direction yet. That could be the only thing I could think of. And so that's why I go, well, I'm, I'm you know, this storyline has been done so well up to this point mm-hmm. that they, I would, I would like to think that they're going to keep it together for the very end. So I, um, I, I saw this one thing on Twitter. It said that Roman has never turned on any of the people that he's had to be, like with the shield or like the bloodline, like every, like Sammy turned his back on him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Usos, uh, Rollins, everybody's turned their back on him. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true, but there's some truth to that. But uh, they, they have they've had good reason to turn on him as well. From, oh yeah, from it. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, is, I think I think the the tribal chief character is so much better than the big dog one. That one was t- this one feels organic. Like you know this like he's having fun with this character. The big yeah. dog one. It's when they get pushed down your throat. I think there's a difference between pushing somebody, but then pushing them down your throat for you to like them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if, if you push an organically liked character, then that's where you get, you know, your Daniel Bryans, you yeah. know, those kind of, your Seth Rollins. But then if you jam them down your throat because you're like, we, Vince, like, I want them to like this person, then you end up hating the fucking person. Well, that's because, too, is they, they don't know who they are really yet either they're playing a character that really doesn't fully resonate with everybody where even though you know what i mean like we're now his personality and, and even though in a heel manner but they're using he's probably as comfortable as he's ever been he clearly is but using real life storylines with, with his brother real life you know relationships you know with the usos and with solo and the you know paul Heyman's, you know the, the amount of time he's been in the business and around their family it, it's allowed a, a very good chemistry and organic setup to take place whereas before he was just kind of playing one of the top baby faces you know but it was just kind of probably being given stuff as well you're going to be this or that like it's like well what what is the big dog what is the where where did that come from like i just feel like it 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 wasn't like an organic it's like the cody things all this everything was played in a real thing we know the story it was a very there was a real element to that character where we wanted to see that paid off at WrestleMania with it, and it would have made him more over. Instead, it didn't, and it, it, it now he's gotten further and further away, even though he's still over and still doing fantastic. Right. And there, there's that's why I talk about there's rare opportunities in this business where you just have to strike. Where it, know it, you just got to do it, and that's the one thing WWE and I've been through it, and there's been some others. If they don't, you run the risk of never, never maybe having that opportunity ever again. The only way you could really do that is you have to go away for a long time or you have to have a total reset somehow mm-hmm. or a character chain. It, it, it's very difficult. So it's. Uh, I saw this one report that said that maybe they were they were waiting for uh, next year's 
Mania to put the belt on Cody to get over Roman. But I'm like, two things. I'm like, <laughs> one, are they going to keep the belt on Roman all the way yeah. until next year's Mania in Philly, which I'm going to because I'm around the Philadelphia area, so that's going to be awesome. Okay. But two, um, I don't think it's going to have the same payoff. Like, yeah, it would be a longer time since Cody would win the belt, but I think that would work against him. Like, it, like what's he going to do for all that time? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the reaction of him winning at last year's Mania, the belt, versus if he does win it at next year's Mania, I feel like that's a little bit different. I think that's actually yeah. going to – like, waiting too long. And it's just a matter of the staying healthy. You need so many things to go right on that as well. And it's – the company we've seen Vince cool off or, or somebody else starts getting hot and they like, it's just, it, it, it's a very difficult thing that in my opinion, I said to go, if I was in that position, I want to pay that off as quick as possible. Cause the story's already there. Everybody already understands it. I just came back from a major injury, Cody with the pec tear and, and comes back and, and shows that he can go and, and wrestles like a full schedule all the way up to that. Like, I want to have as many championship reigns as well. I don't want to have to go another year of my career with no championships as far as if I'm being used as one of the top guys. I'd rather, you know, have that run and then be able to then go have another run as it with, you know, a US champion or an IC champion at some point, then go maybe the world heavyweight championship, et cetera, et cetera. Like now it's just kind of like, you know, he he did the deal with Dominic. That was great. Probably gonna revisit Brock at SummerSlam. That's the talk. But it's like it's just a lot, man. I just think I go like I think it was it was the right time in it. But the Roman storyline, you know, obviously is the, the top priority. So I think they're I think they're the kings of giving the fans what they want at the wrong time or in the wrong way. Yep. And then it gets perceived as they they then when it gets a negative reaction, they're like, Oh, well, I thought this is what you wanted. And it's like, well, you either waited too long or did it the wrong way, or it's like and they know this. They know this very well, by the way. I was gonna say, because I feel like I'd be watching some of that stuff, I'm like, how is this not obvious what you should be doing here? And then it's like the complete opposite, and it like kind of like agitates me where I'm like, How is this not how are you getting billion are you a billion dollar company and, and you pay all these writers and everything, all this amount of money, and you don't see this. Well, they they're a billion dollar. They're worth what they're worth because they pay their talent absolute shit, and they've learned to market and they make money on all the back end of things with all these other deals and merchandising deals, and they give the wrestlers such a horrible shit percentage. That's why they're as rich as they are. They but they right. they just completely fuck over talent over and over and over again with it. And people, you can look look. You're gonna. I understand you want to push certain people. It's all about politics and who you know and whatnot. But this business, in, in the best times of this business, I could tell you, you, and this is my opinion, but do you want to know why the Attitude Era worked so well? Be- because Vince, WCW, was beating them. And Vince, they had the meeting, and the, they needed people. And, and I don't know, I wasn't there for it, but I've heard the rumors of Vince holding a talent meeting. And, and guys, you got to go out and get over. And they opened the floodgates to whoever goes out and gets over, you're going to get pushed. And, and that's when the the Austin, uh, Austin and Rock period and all the other guys, because they weren't punishing people for getting over. And then once they beat WCW and Vince bought them, he reverted back to kind of uh, that ultimate control and power where he's going to do what he wants to do because there was no real competition. Not He's not losing people. And he, then he can keep people loyal because it's such a shitty negative atmosphere. He wants people to want to work there 10 or 15 years rather than three, four or five and leave. Does that make sense? Yeah, And that's why he's trying to do to me what I did because I only worked there for four or five years, made a bunch of money and left with it. And they, and they, that's why I didn't sign my social media over. So he's trying to make an example out of me that you don't do this. And I'm telling you this, I swear to God, this is a hundred percent fact. 
This is why, though, they do this with guys, and they go, they, LA Knight, oh, we're playing the long game. What, what do you mean the long game? The guy's worked his whole life to get there, and he's as over as he's going to probably get. You have to get – and like, not to say you have to put the title on them, but like, fucking book the guy to get, like, get the keep the they know how to book you to keep the momentum going with this rather than book you in matches where you're not necessarily aren't for you. Don't put him in the money in the bank, then put him in matches where he can continue getting over, book him for a U.S. championship run, do something where that momentum, Gunther, he's had the IC title he, he, for what a long time and they're continuously yeah. building him up, right? <clears throat> with it. So, but Gunther doesn't get nowhere near the reactions of an LA night or anything like that, but he's, he's worth more though, because they've invested in him for that time when whatnot, but so that they know what they're doing on all of this, but like they say, they like to keep you there. They, in what, in no other sport too, like if you, once you get to the pros in the NFL, the NFL goes, Oh, we're going to pay you the league minimum for, for seven, eight years until you show us, you know, that you want to be here for 15 and then your last few years will pay you well and use you all right. Like, but that's what WWE does to the wrestlers to try to keep them there as long as possible with it rather than let guys. But if they don't realize that if they just improved the work environment and paid everybody what they're actually worth, people would want to stay there even longer. But it's not what Vince, it's not the fucking, that they, they built this toxic shithole environment, prison environment there that they don't want to change. And that's what, the, and I'm telling you, that is the exact truth of what is going on. So do you think that then, uh, like AEW is kind of like WCW, or do you think that's a little bit different? Of I think they have the potential to. If they, this is why I keep. If they continue to improve and, and can beat WWE in the ratings and start taking attention away from them, it's and they're gonna. And if certain people like Edge and Seth Rollins and other big names leave W or Drew McIntyre leave WWE when their contracts are up, that's going to start forcing WWE to start making changes. And this is why everybody should be rooting for AEW. The better AEW does overall and starts taking more WWE talents away is going to be, it's going to force WWE to implement more positive changes and start pushing people the way that they should be pushed rather than who they just pick it to push a year in advance and then just ignore the fucking crowd altogether. But that's what they've been doing for years. Whether you guys know it or not on certain people, they've been doing that for years. The Shield, the, the, I love the Shield, and they've all were, but who was more over the Shield or Ryback when they first came on? Oh, the big guy. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm using me as an example because I lived it with it. Right. So they took something that was organically over at the expense of what they wanted to push, and right. people don't even fucking realize it. But that's what they've done over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm not saying those guys weren't worthy and deserving of a push because they were, but not at the expense of something very rare that gets over on. Like, there's a Organic. difference. Yeah. And this is like the LA night. We're going to do the same thing with it. You know, Rusev day was the same thing. Rusev day was really over rather than just keep building it. They put him in a feud with AJ Styles. They beat him and then they take everything away. It wasn't his fault with it, but people don't realize. And they've done Zack Ryder got extremely over with it was getting fucking louder reactions than anybody selling a ton of merch. They literally stripped him of everything. Why do you, th do you think that there's a certain point or a characteristic that somebody has that, will get them over that hump of, you know, because you see a lot of people get pushed. Do you think there's something that happens either backstage uh, in a conversation or something specific that they see that pushes somebody over that edge that they say, okay, we're going to, we're going to actually push you instead of push you and then take everything away. I think it's just depending on, on like, so like the Daniel Bryan situation, you, you want to know why that came to be? Cause it, it wasn't getting, it wasn't going to come to be. It was because punk walked out. So you got to be, it has to be the perfect place, perfect time, 
that a situation that like with a top guy leaving, literally they lost one of their top guys with it. And that changed all their plans. Right. That, Cause Daniel Bryan's plans were not going to be the same. That yes movement was not going to be what it was unless punk walked out and left. And that opened up a spot for a top spot. And that who's, that was the hottest thing. So, but for that to happen with that, and if that didn't have happened, the Daniel Bryan would have probably been another story of, of, of like the things we've seen. Right. But the, so you got to, you got to then expect, and how often is a guy going to walk out of the company? It's very rare with it. Do you, if, if last question, I want to, I want to give you on here. If you were in say the AEW lock, you, you, a locker room, you're an AEW original, right? You've been there since day one, Yep. but now, you know, you have a lot of these WWE guys coming over to AEW and taking up, you know, some spots and stuff. Do you think that creates any conflict in there? Kind of like, on the same page, kind of like your thought on the whole, I know it's been a couple months, but now he's back to CM Punk and Young Bucks yeah. altercation after the media scrum. Well, the, the, so you got to remember, so that's going to, that's going to exist. The, you, it does, so it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters who's going to, who's going to help deliver the best product and the best ratings and the best show. <clears throat> so your background, where you come, none of that matters. AEW had a, a roster full of independent guys that, that were never on TV and then a handful of TV guys that signed on to help try to get the company to go, right? We've seen a lot of those guys been have been phased off of TV already with that. As a fan, do you want to see guys that don't belong on TV? And I'm not saying no one doesn't belong, but overall it's going to be competitive yeah. based on who, who stands out and who could bring in ratings, who can help the product and the brand overall. Do you want to see the best product or do you just want to see – you know, guys that, that are on TV because they started out there. Right. That's what, so that's what that, that doesn't matter. And that's just, that's, that's the jealousy and insecurity of the business. Get fucking better then. Work that's on your bodies, work on your promos, work on your style, work on getting over, get as many social media followers. And then when you do, then, then you get your spot. But that's this kind of stuff that like, I, I had to sit man, brother and, and, and work year after year and watch guys come in and, and take a WrestleMania spot. I never hated them. I understood it. I go, fuck, I want that. That's right. like the best thing. Those guys have worked and they got their name and brand to a point where they're 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 able to come in and take spots away from us that are here. Like, I want to fucking do that. Rather than I'm not gonna hate on, on the system or that, because that's that's because for the fans, you want the best. Yeah, Sting should be able to come in and take a WrestleMania spot. He's fucking Sting with it. You're right. So I just think that's just anything competitive. It's like, you know, uh, you're the starting Ezekiel Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys and you know, you're getting paid all this money and, and fucking, you know, Pollard comes in and he, he's the backup, but, but he's performing better. And, you know, should, 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 should Zeke, and this is taken like, this is almost like a, a WWE guy with an independent guy coming in. If that independent guy can fucking perform better and get better yards and, and you know what I mean? He's going to start. And, and we saw that happen in Dallas. Take with, it as a challenge. Yeah. In the, but like, that's, you gotta, that's what it is. It's, that's the competitive nature of it. And so it's really a, a mindset of making what, on the surface looks like a negative, but turning into a positive for yourself. Yeah. Rather than bitch and complain about it, which is fine if you're going to, but you got to work up. What can I do to get better to try to right. get my spot? Right. <clears throat> and that it's not, it's not easy, man. That's why you had getting a spot in pro wrestling is very difficult. And that's why we see guys. And I never wanted to leave. And, and when I was injured and you don't want to lose your spot because it's very difficult. Once you get one and get a good one, it's very difficult, you know, to, you don't want to give that up. So. Well, I'm going to hop off here. I'm going to let other people get on. It was good talking to you again. You too, uh, Eli. Great questions. Last time I talked to you about the Chase thing, but now it's just a little wrestling conversation. I subscribed to you. 
you know, right on with that. So thank you very much. I followed you back, right? Um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't do a check. Oh, I should have. If not, if, unless you just did it, but I, I'll, I'll make sure if not. All right. Right on. Well, good talking to you, man. You and, too. Uh, you have a good day and thank you once again. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Take care. Yep. Awesome. Thank you very much, Eli. Someone is saying Stephanie works under Endeavor now. Uh, is it because she no longer wanted to work under Vince, or is she positioning herself to support Vince or her Triple H more? Well, Endeavor owns the company, so any position that she takes, she's going to be working for Endeavor, not for Vince. So that's what that—that's all that that is. If that's the case, what do we got? Don, Don McGuire. Don, welcome to the Ryback Show. Don, you just got to turn the speaker on to the bottom left. <laughs> if not, we could revisit Don. We'll revisit Don on that. I'm going to remove you there. We've got uh, Christopher, I believe, coming on. Christopher, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, what's up? Not much. How's your day going, bud? Really good. I just wanted to tell you, um, my cousin was was a big fan of you back in the day. He was a huge fan. He used to say, feed me more. And we, we used to watch it all the time, man. Thank and you very much. I just much. wanted to tell you that we like you and we were big fans of you and stuff. And then uh, basically I did a moving one, uh, one of these times with my dad and uh the guy gave me one of your bottles. He he orders it like crazy. This guy he orders your stuff. The feed me more nutrition. Yeah, so I got like one of the bottles. He gave it to me, and he was like, you know, um, he was like, hey, you can have one of my bottles, and he gave it to me. So awesome. I have one of your bottles and um, that flag that you have your feed me more flag. Yep. So. Well, thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate the kind words and the support with everything. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, too, I like the storyline that you had. I, I got into wrestling when you were having that feud with the Shield and, and Punk, yep, basically. Yep. That's when I got into wrestling, basically. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to tell you that as well. And, um, yeah, I'm a big, huge Punk fan, but... That's uh, okay. You You're allowed to be. Get along in real life. No, I, I would, that's not... It, it was very rare, so it's... A lot of time has gone by and you're allowed to like both people. And I don't have, I don't hold any ill will towards it. I never have on anything with that. So that's uh yeah. you're, it's okay to like both people and you don't have to just pick one or the other. And, you know, I think I try to explain this to people and I don't know a lot of people. I don't think really understand this. I go that, that we're all human beings and we're all going to have good moments. And we're all going to have bad moments. And sometimes some of us are going to have uh, good moments with people that other people have bad moments with. And we try not to have the bad moments be too often or be too bad with things. But you, that one bad moment doesn't necessarily make you a horrible person and in, in, in overall, right? And one good moment doesn't necessarily make you a good person overall. You, it, it's just, it takes a little common sense in looking at things and that people have moments of good and bad and, and combinations. And this business can bring out a lot of different emotions of people at different times, especially in the WWE. It's a very, it can be a very toxic environment, very competitive money spots and where the higher you get up, the more uh, shark like you have to be in different ways. Yeah. 
Um, so, and, and it's you're you're allowed to like both, and and all is all right by me. Another thing too, um, basically, I I watch WWE's premium live events, but I don't watch the the Raws and Smackdowns anymore. But I have been a big fan of AEW now and Impact and Ring of Honor and MLW. That's what I've been watching lately. But good deal. That's what I have to say about that. Well, other than that, you you take care, Ryback. You too, Christopher. You're welcome on any time, and thank you for the support. All right. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Awesome. I've got a super chat here, Mercenary45. A $50 super chat coming in. Cha-ching. We're going to get to go get the shoulder worked on after this. Uh, this is my last super chat, so going big or go home. Ryback, well, that makes it kind of mercenary. You really you went all out on this. Ryback, big fan from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I got enemies, uh, two even worse. Some Mexican guy wants to shoot me. It's all good, still kicking. Many men wish death upon me. Lord, don't cry no more. Well, Mercenary45, please take care of yourself. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. we got to be careful, all of us, with everything. So I uh, I appreciate the super chat. I hope that you, you continue to watch the show and that that is not a, a goodbye super chat in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, but, but thank you very much for the, for the love and support. And I wish you well in, in your health and in future endeavors. All right. Let's see here what we got going on. Megan, good to see you. Another Twitter subscriber, follower on all the accounts. Seeing if, uh, we got our buddy Chase in here watching on anything. I don't see we need possible he's create he creates so many different accounts. So we never know what he could be uh listening as. Let's go directify. <clears throat> hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, good afternoon. I just had a quick question. Well, first of all, I wanted to say big fan. Uh, I was in the Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville, Tennessee, when you came out as Skip Sheffield and was telling everybody that you were one of us, a good old country boy. Ah, I remember that. I wrestled Chavo Guerrero, I believe, right? Dark match? Yep, yep, the the dark match before the show. Right, yep. (laughs) Uh, Um, I just wanted to ask real quick, this whole situation with this Chase thing, do you foresee it as it stands right now? delaying your return at all or is it gonna is it going to affect that or well it's not affecting anything going on as far as i you got i've got everything to where i could still train uh do my rehab and in my my wet cupping of the so it's not stopping anything on that end um i just used it last week obviously i took a week off of the training because i realized how busy i was going to be on phone calls all day and it was uh having to get this all a lot of information a lot of different statements and different things and having to go over this whole history of things to, to from Homeland Security to the fraud investigation to the FBI uh, with everything going on and in other multiple other people, the police department, the detectives, uh, and then and then communicating things uh, back and forth all along the way. Uh, no, uh, as far as that goes, um, I, I do. So what, what's going to happen is once uh, he is is known and, and we know where he is, he, he will be arrested. Um, and then they will be tracking him, which, um, that, that we, he, he will be watched full time, uh, even if he's able to get out on bail, which I don't, I'm not for sure yet on all of that. Um, but he's going to be tracked, um, but he's going to be facing state and federal charges. He's going to prison for a minimum of probably two to three years, minimum, most likely much more, 
with everything. Uh, we're, we're waiting on some stuff from Twitter with everything, and, and they have not been helpful at all. Twitter, and I will say that this has been very frustrating, the position they put me and my family in um, by, by not um, working with the FBI like they should be. Uh, mm -hmm. But we'll wait and see on this. So I think that to answer your question, no in the short term. Now, if, you know, if this keeps going on and, and then, you know, it, it's going to make things, I'm going to have to make some adjustments. What I'll probably end up having to do <clears throat> is I'm going to say no, because if uh, once I get cleared and say I'm able to get everything together that I want to get together to make a return, I would, I would then just make sure that I have private protection um, at, at the home full time so that I can leave and do my deal, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so sure. I, I won't, it, it, I'm not going to let it on that, but it, it's, I, I, I don't think it would. And it, I think he's, he's on borrowed time regardless with all yeah. of it. I think, I, I think I'm going to go on a limb and say this week, he's going to be arrested. That's good. It's yeah. just a shame that somebody's jealousy and pettiness and let's be honest, most likely mental issues is could potentially, you know, really affect and, and, and put a damper on, on what we're all hoping for, I would imagine. So, yeah, well, it's it's scary, too, what you guys got to understand. This isn't just him d deciding to reveal himself, which he did the week and a half, two weeks ago. For whatever, he chose to reveal himself, and he willingly knew everything that he said, and he repeated that over and over with that. And, and again, giving up public information, the private information over the show of me and multiple people. Um, and stating in detail of what he was going to do to torture and kill and murder my family, dogs and, and friends, um, and myself, I think over and over for hours. This is one of the, the this is absolutely fucking crazy. Like if this, if for whatever reason, say that he was able to act on all these things and Twitter has handled this the way that they have, just say that he was able to come and do this. And then me and my family got murdered. That, that's going to be the most horrifying fucking phone calls ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is this is not like a joke in any way, shape or form. But this guy has been stalking me for 12 years since all of this. And I could like <laughs> all over a, a, a quote unquote dirty look that he can't understand that he doesn't even know if it was a dirty look. But he was then in, in say that it was whatever a dirty look while I'm on crutches. His in his mind, he was justified in calling me and threatening to kill me. That's how he thinks with this. So this is the level of crazy we're dealing with. He has made thousands of accounts in that time, harassing me and putting, slandering my name, all this bullshit, trying to get people to hate me talking to himself on all his multiple accounts, dude, for like 10, 11, 12 years. And then he finally has felt comfortable coming out and saying, you know what? It's been me. It's been me all along with it. And I know it is because I could tell the things that he's talking about are things that I've had to block on account after account that I thought was so fucking weird. And I just go, what the fuck? And it's the same fucking person. And it, it's, he's doing, he spams the YouTube chat over and over where he's blocked and he just has hundreds of accounts ready to go. So this guy has devoted his life to being obsessed with me and, and wanting and to say, and to say the things that he said, this is why the FBI, they, they are treating this. So as far as like this, this guy is get, like, they could figure this out. Like he's most likely a huge detriment to society and he needs yeah. to be like, and I, and it's, it's something has happened in his life where he's finally just said fuck it and he's like but he, he's mentally off he's always been mentally off with it and so but he's he i could tell you this <clears throat> he's nowhere near as smart as he thinks he is i could tell you that for a fact 
with all of this. So it, it, I think it's all going to, it all comes to an end very soon. Yeah. And what you said in your video the other day about what will likely happen once he does get into prison. And my only opinion on that is it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. So like, yeah. I and like I just want him to realize, like, it, I just think he doesn't understand the severity of his actions that like, I don't care if he thinks he has the, the, the greatest lawyer in the world. The, the things he's, I've already, I've talked to, to the enough people that, and that know what's going on. We just got to find him and, and he's going away. So it's, I don't think, and someone like that, the things that he does, I, I just don't think he understands like how severe, and maybe he does, but it, it, it what a, what a stupid, stupid fucking way to go. Right. Not the truth. <laughs> but it, it is what it is, man. And I, I'll tell you, I, I'll be glad to play a part in getting rid of him. Get him off the streets, and, and like it's there's just no place for this. But he he has an, a very he is a a very extreme example of an unhealthy mark, and also probably someone that has an extensive criminal background and mental issues. Where it is somebody like that, man, they're they're better up locked up than 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 being amongst us. So for sure, prevent somebody else from having to go through what you're going through. So uh, we look forward to your return and I'm looking forward to seeing you on TV again. Hope you have a great rest of your day and a happy July 4th. You too, buddy. Be safe. You too. Thank you. Good deal. Appreciate it, buddy. Drexify. Let me see here. Who do If you want to come on the Ryback show, I've got a lot of people in the queue waiting. If you want to come on, just hit the speak. If you have a specific question, statement or concern repaper 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 Ryback, my man what's going on how are you uh doing great i just got back from wrestling camp how'd it go it was great despite that i tore my bicep and my roommate actually broke his leg well that that is horrible news <laughs> Oh, my God. It was fun as hell. Where was this at? This is at the College of New Jersey. It's in Ewing, New Jersey. Who uh, who held the, the, the camp? Uh, Lions Wrestling. So this was, um, I don't know. There were a bunch of Olympians there. This is amateur wrestling, correct? Yes. This is like yeah. NCAA. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. my Actually, my cousin is one of the uh, drill instructors because he's an All-American for the college, which I found pretty cool. And, um, oh my God, it was amazing. It was like 2000 kids there. <laughs> that is, uh, how did, how did you tear your bicep? So my coach wanted me to wrestle. So I weighed 175, right? And we had a lot of guys or whatever. And a lot of the teams didn't have a guy that was 175, but they, my coach didn't tell me, but I would wrestle guys that were like 220, 230, but they sucked, but they weigh a lot more. But, um, what happened was that I was wrestling this one guy one night and his body weight, like he had my arm and I was down and he had his body weight and it like rolled, he rolled on my arm and I just went, Oh, Oh shit. And I couldn't use the arm, my arm for the rest of that night. And Ugh. I had to wrestle the next day and I wrestled one match in the kid in 30 seconds. And I was just in dire pain. I had a forfeit in the tournament. Was I'm like, sorry. Was it your upper bicep or your lower bicep tendon? Is elbow it was or shoulder? Lower bicep. So, like, you know, like the um, bottom part before it uh, connects to like your um, elbow. 
Yeah. Yeah. Over there. On the there was, was it the bottom left hand or bottom right hand side? Um, the other side of the elbow. Yeah, like on the top, but is it like on the left side or the? Or I guess it depends on. Um, going towards the chest. If you're. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I'm just trying to see where the insertion is down there, on the whether it's the inside of the arm or the middle of the arm. Because um, I've drawn my my upper and my shoulder, and it, that's kind of on the upper left hand side. On um, is oh, it? So this would be like the bottom right hand. side. Okay, that's what I was looking. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so I imagine you do you have to go get it scheduled to get an MRI and, and uh, see a uh, doctor. You know, what? it's feeling a lot better, right? Like, I. You know, if I continue to have problems with it, I'm going to see a doctor. Um, I mean, I'm feeling good now. I mean, it hurts a little bit, but it's nothing crazy like in dire pain. Is it black and blue or? Huh? Did it did it get black and blue at all or no? A little bit, but it actually surprised me when it went away. It you, swelled up. Yeah, it got uh, puffy and stuff, but. Um, you might have. I wonder if you just strained it really bad. That too, I think it might have been a strain. I would still, if I were, and this is just, it's always better to know exactly what you're dealing with rather than exactly. guess, unless you were just like miraculously like lifting weights and everything was fine again, where like, you know, but I, right. I, if you can get an MRI scheduled, I, I wouldn't hurt just to know, because even if it's a partial tear, it's good to know it. Like if it was a 70 or 80 or 90%, if like it can scar over and like to get a doctor's opinion, right. just so. Because ultimately, what you don't want to do is be in pain and it just keeps getting slowly or worse and worse and worse and then tears. And then you kind of lost even more time that you could have that could have just got it better. Or if you had to take a month. So my experience, I would at least do that just so you have peace of mind knowing exactly what it is. Definitely. And you don't even want to take a risk. You know, you don't want to make any worse. We're all going to get injuries. And and this is all and I get not. And I'm not one to talk because I ignore things for for years. and, And it's just with that and that's kind of the nature of the business and that and but i i wish i was a little more adamant on sometimes just doing and i didn't even have the time all the time to do that but because you're on the road all the time but if you have the time just to get an mri or schedule it man even if it takes a month to get it scheduled Mm -hmm. it it would be worth it just uh so that you don't you're not you don't waste too much time not knowing right i'm gonna check out yeah um I had a wrestling question I actually asked. So, um, say like, you can't get Goldberg, right? So okay. You can't wrestle Goldberg. Who would you want to wrestle besides him? A lot. That That's the question a lot of people are asking. And uh, I, I could tell you my attention is on, on that to see if I can get this done. Because I understand the magnitude and, and the story that I want to tell fits best with that um it's not needed though to return the story that i have to return can actually be plugged into multiple people um again i think it's going to depend on on what the conversation is 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 there a baby face or heel return um i've right. got i've got multiple ideas for both uh i will say i do i like there's a lot of people in aew that i think could be Fantastic matchups, one in ring and storyline wise. Uh, Wardlow and Ricky Starks being two of them. So those are something that if once cleared, I think those are going to be the the the. If Goldberg is not uh, 
available or whatever. That those would be the first two names I would bring up. Now they may not be the names other people will bring up. So right. that's where that would have to be all that would have to be done in private. But I have no problem sharing that on my end because it's not really giving away anything other yeah. than I, I like those two guys. Ricky, I know and in, in have in, just saw him at WrestleCon, had a had a good conversation. Wardlow, I've never met, but I, I like everything he's doing. Me and Arn always had a good relationship, great relationship, I would say. And I like that Arn is with him. So I could see, and Arn's always spoke very well of me. So I could I could see that being a good I remember. Oh, continue. No, I can just see that being a good possible return matchup at some point. You know, there's also too like what people I'm also looking because with the, some of the indie stuff that is coming in, <clears throat> there's a very good possibility that and I and I talked about this years ago that that I could just do cool indie matches and take select dates and and oh, put lots of indie matches. They're fucking awesome. Thank you. And I, I I'm not against that in any way. Like the there was a, a lucha show for they're going to run the L.A. Coliseum or Dodger Stadium. I got to get back. They, they just sent over a, one of their creative ideas. I, I got to want to shoot something back in for a November show, like doing cool specific gigs, man. Uh, and I, now that I'm healthy, it's not the, the creative, like, we you know, when I did the independence before, before I, when I left WWE, it, it was, I, I'm very honest about this. It was to make as much money as possible because I didn't know how much longer I was going to be able to go to, to fuel, feed me more nutrition to make sure that that was successful. And it was pick smaller opponents. I didn't, it would go out there, go as hard as I could, work as smart as I could, but give people everything I had still. But I wasn't worried about trying to get get create buzz on the indies. Whereas this time around, it's coming back to, to that would be, one, of course, you want to make as much money as possible, but it would be to get as much buzz as possible creatively and think of, and I've, I've always felt very good about my creative instincts in the business that I feel like I, and so it would be, you know, I, I would like to do things like I, I'll give you an example that Lucha show and I'm going to message them back. I I'm, I would like to do a two on one. It's going to have a very strong Mexican fan base at these, at these shows where they anticipate a very large crowd. Mm-hmm. I would like to do an attraction match of, of the big guy Rive at back versus two, two elite luchadors with that, like with that, but tell a very cool story in that process of, is this going to be one of the regular two-on-one squash matches or, or did I bite off more than I could chew and, and maybe make this a very drawn out long entertaining match with psychology in place with it. And so those are the kinds of things where like that could do, take that and put that on my Ryback TV. I could do that kind of stuff right there. And every, everything would be different. I can do that and then say, look, hopefully have the conversation. There may be an opportunity to go work a program with a, a guy on impact for three or four months or a guy on AEW for three or four months or two months or whatever it may be with that. And just keep my independence and live a, an amazing life. You know what right. I, so I don't know what that's going to be yet. Cause I'm not, but I've thought about that. I just need to get cleared and see where everything is at. See the feedback on everything. Look, I might talk to Tony Connie. He might go, look, Right back. I don't. I don't really. You know. I don't really have anything for you right now. I'm not going to get mad at that or anything. I would think. I. I would be like, oh, that, that wasn't anticipating that. But I go, great. I can just keep doing what I'm doing. And if you don't think like if I just go out and keep killing it and remind people of, of who I am and what I'm doing, that that oh, those opportunities will open back up in in a matter of time. Right. So it's not like there's like nothing's going to stop what's going to happen. Regardless, it's just a matter of have those conversations and people just go either yes or no. 
and, and but that's what those conversations take place. And <clears throat> I've said everything. If there's any issues with people that they think, I, you know, I'm not a locker room cancer. I, I would I would say I'm probably the opposite. I laugh and get along with everybody I'm around. I've never like so I've I've never known it to be any any different with that. So I think once and enough people know me in the business, and I talk to enough people that I think that, that just once I'm back, that all the bullshit just kind of goes away on its own at some point in time. So. I mean, I listen to all your podcasts, you know, you're a very honest person, you know, you're very well-spoken and all Thank that, you. you know, I don't see why people would have a problem with you, but you know, you just got those bad apples. But I, well, you got to understand, I, I walked out of the biggest wrestling company in the world and won everything. Oh, yeah. And I told the truth about how they are and they are making it a priority to ruin my brand and name. That's what, but this has gone on for seven in over seven years. And they've right. even, I, I'll tell you this, even the guy I, I, I played the Ryback rules on Twitch yesterday the kid i was playing with was 15 years old and he didn't believe it was really me and i kept kind of making it sound like it was me but didn't tell him it was me i never revealed myself to him but he, he was just playing against me and he, he would say he was a kid when i was on tv and he loved me and he he was just talking about he was saying things so he goes yeah well ryback you know he's dangerous and then i go well why is he dangerous he goes oh well punk said so and i've read about it and like so like that kid that loved me though and he still loved me with that but he's been conditioned to believe that like i was unsafe and dangerous through the articles that he's read and the one thing that punk did with that but he even we're talking and we're playing he just goes he added he goes i just want to add you he goes you're really cool i like you and he didn't even know it was me still with it but like it, it's just a matter of you just got to kind of get back because these people have been conditioned to reading these things all the yeah. dirt sheets that write negative things even if they take a piece of news <clears throat> you know it's like that ringside company where they yeah, just they just they just misreported again that I had a malpractice or I had a lawsuit against WWE and that they threatened to fire me because I was going to sue WWE. That was completely wrong. So people are going to go, of course, he he was going to sue them. What is he? What are they supposed to do? Well, no, this dumb company can't even news site can't report. It was a malpractice suit against the doctor for a botched surgery that completely destroyed my fucking leg. Like it's that had nothing to do with WWE. But rather than listen to my stuff, but it's suppressed. They're just reading these things over and over. And when there's all these lies just keep going and going and going or these negative opinions, people then start changing their opinion over time. And that's all that's happened. But I could use that energy either way to my to my advantage. So my name is still how many guys, you know, I, I wasn't there for 10 or 15 years. I was there for maybe five total with it. You know, they're still talking about me seven years plus after all this, even though all the bullshit, I'm still one of the most followed, despite all the suppression. You were one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, well, you were my favorite wrestler through all of elementary school. Thank you. Still watch your stuff. But I mean, I'm not, and I'm not perfect. I'm not saying, but I'm, it, it's, perfect. yeah, nobody is with any of that. But it's like, I, I have, I've, if you listen to this show, I, I don't speak bad about wrestlers, even the guys that I've had issues with. I still talk good about them on different things, even despite my personal things that happened with it. And I'm constantly speaking about things that will better the business for wrestlers and fans. And they've just tried that. This is all in WWE's efforts because of everything I did. And I can tell you what Vin, the whole game plan for Vince is. He wants to make it where I can't, he thinks he can prevent me from getting hired or doing anything. And he thinks he could dry me out where I have to go crawling back. And then he could fuck me over when I go back. What he doesn't realize is I'm never going back to there i'm going elsewhere and now that option exists and even if i i can go on the indies and they but that's where they like they go well we're going to suppress all his social media i'm telling you i've got people working they're going to get busted on this at some point in time oh you just gotta, <clears throat> well you know what you're very 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 um whatchamacallit 
you don't you don't stop fighting, you know. You can't. You, the moment you stop, you lose. They win. Exactly. And it, exactly. that's the one thing that he underestimated on all of this. So. Well, I'm glad though is that you don't give up. You know that you gotta you. understand that. You know you're a true fighter. Thank you, brother. You got to be, man. I'm glad you guys can see it's. I appreciate all the support with all of this, and it's just not right the things that have gone on. And I, man, I just like good people. I don't like bad people. I think, you know, we all we all can get along much more than we we fight and bullshit over and all the stuff. It's just exactly. I just don't like evil bad people, man. You know, they got people just have to have you know more love in their heart. You know, they got to stop fighting. You know? Yeah, and that's one thing I've had to be very conscious of with all of this is, and I, I, I think it's helped me though realize what matters in life and focusing on the things that I can control and and not getting overly stressed over the things that I can't, despite them making me angry at times with it. Right. But like, I think it's allowed me to be in a much better place mentally over something that could have, you know, really destroyed me. So it, it's, yeah. but you know, to, to, I, I get angry just like everybody else, and I see what's going on on different things and you know it's it, it, but i i it's allowed me an opportunity to work on my patience and, to, and i think to prove my mindset and everything to people that hopefully when it's all said and done it's just going to be overcoming that this, it's going to make the story that much sweeter when it's all said and done right that the gimmick's not a gimmick it's my personality it's which, a personality yeah and that's that's something that i think will make me even more popular because people will resonate and understand that I'm not just playing a role. It's this is this guy's personality that made it onto TV. And that's the difference. Mm -hmm. So, but I appreciate the support and man, and and they can't thank you enough. And no problem, man. You know, you were my hero ever since I was like six, seven years old, not six, but you know, you know, you, you still just, you just keep watching and, you know, you still keep up to date with, you know, what they're doing, you know, you still, you know, I still see what you're doing. You know, I still like what you're doing. I still like what I see, whatever. Thank you, buddy. So. And, and we'll get that arm healed and keep working hard and keep going after your goals and putting your attention into that and, and, and inspiring other people because you're going to have the opportunity to do, do so as well. So, Thank you, right back. I'll see you soon, buddy. All right. All right take care. Good talk. Thank you, big man. Awesome. I love talking to man, good people, and good luck with everything wrestling. You, 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 you know, you know what work is if you're an amateur wrestler. That it's probably one of the most difficult things in the world—the training for that, and the competitions, and the weight cuts, and you've got to be mentally and physically very tough to do that. All right, let's see here. Soul Power had Soul Power in here. Welcome to the Ryback Show, Soul Power. What's going on? You've just got to turn the microphone on the bottom left. Yep. What's up? Hey, Ryback. Hey, Ryback. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Hey, uh, so I have a few shows. All right. So I'll start with the first one. What what is the or well, what is the origin where you came up with the uh, the head slap and say stupid? The, I don't know. I'll tell you. I, I remember it, Orton said stupid one time on TV, and this was before I debuted, years before I debuted. And he just said something where he said stupid, but I used it. Uh, it was I. 
I don't know why I slap my head. I'm very big on just being animated in anything I do on it. And the, okay. with the local athletes, there was one of the guys, I, I think the first time I did it and it got edited out was one of the, the local athletes actually messed up the spot where he forgot something on it. And I just ended up doing something and, and putting them down. And I just, we needed to buy time for me to reset, to redo the spot. And so then I just boom, 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 stupid in that. And then in the crowd, like laughed and, then reset. I think it was on a SmackDown where I was able to redo the spot with him where we did it right. And it got fixed and it got edited in and it wasn't, he didn't mess up horribly. It wasn't anything like really bad, but I, I know the deal and have been on TV as far as in developmental that and want a tape show you could, if something doesn't go as good, you just kind of revisit it. If you want it to look a little better and they're going to make, they're going to make that fix in, in, uh, in the production truck and where the at home, the people watching on TV will never even know that the other one happened on that and so that was like the first time but it happened just i just did it that was just like but i was just being a character i didn't really think the guy was stupid and, and everything was cool and but i the crowd reacted to it so i kept it in there periodically on things when like even if a guy didn't mess up on a local when one of the local guys he would do something and i got a hold of him i would do it oh stupid like i got you now sort of thing so and then people like i, I just remember like parents at meet and greets Parents would always tell me when I would go meet their kids, oh, I love it when you hit your head and go stupid. So when you get feedback like that, you're like, oh, if the parents are digging, you know, they're just watching because they're kids. But if you can give them something to kind of that they're into that then like can make them fans too. So. Right. I get it. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, second question. Um, the uh, cupping and the uh, re removal of the scar tissue from yeah. the shoulder, is that a common technique for uh, or uh, treatment for athletes, or is that like not so? Common? Well, it's been around. I mean, from for for thousands of years. Uh, it, it, I want to say it dates back the origins to ch in in Chinese medicine. Uh, with that, it's not. It's something that has become more recent in uh, Western medicine in the last handful of years. Uh, I am very grateful that I came across it. Now, cupping regular cupping is is become very popular out here. But the wet cupping, the difference is, is you just disinfect the area and with a lancing pen, you, you put 30, 40, 50 little quick little little quick little shots into the skin where it punctures the, the skin and where it can draw out the toxins and the different things. And you can leave the cups on for various uh, measures of time. This is something I could tell you that I've done it on all other areas of my body. Very little blood actually comes out when you do it on other parts of the body. Um, and, and you get a little blood out, but not a lot. For whatever reason, um, this shoulder and all the scar tissue and all the years of breaking it up, all this junk just keeps coming out. And we've got it where it's not coming out of certain spots of it now. And it's just the pure blood. So I know already because I could tell like my skin, my my tissue, where it's like was rock hard in certain areas that are supposed to be soft with that. And yeah. so that that's where it's just sucking this stuff out over and over. It is, uh, I, I think it's. I don't see, I had never had heard of it before I was introduced to me. And I went, the lady, the doctor that, that introduced it to me, I went there for acupuncture. And after her assessment of me, she goes, we have to get this out of you with it. And I, I thank God that I met her because I don't, I don't see this. Everything that I was doing, I'd kind of hit a, hit a wall where I was just breaking up, rolling on the ball. And I had all this inflammation trapped in there and I'd made a lot of progress, but I needed to get it out. And that's what's happening now. And like the rehab is working and like, it's, you know, I, but I, I, I never had heard of it and I don't see a lot of people talking about it with it, but it is, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that I, I discovered it.
from that lady from the yeah, doctor. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because I saw you do it on um, uh, Twitter and on uh, on Instagram as well, and I'm like, that is, it's an interesting uh, treatment or te- technique for uh, repairing your uh, part, parts of her body. Yeah. Like, I've I, I never seen something like that before. Brother, so, the first time I saw the doctor, when she showed me what was in the cups, I freaked out. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought that's what my blood looked like. She goes, you know, this is sucking from all the way inches in the muscle. She goes, this all this junk is in your muscle. And essentially, and how it was explained, and then the literature I've seen, though, like that scar tissue, it doesn't look like that in the muscle, but it, it it's, it's this, whatever it is, when it gets sucked out, it, it binds with the inflammation and in the blood into these like hard globs or this jelly like globs, but that's what that, that, that material is doing. It's binding down the muscle. And so what, what happens is the more, and once it's all out, it's essentially purifying, cleaning out the muscle, getting rid of any bad blood. It could be a little bit of coagulated blood as well in there. It's cleaning it out so that then the shoulder, the, it, it increasing the healing ability of the shoulder by putting the, it, it's back to its natural state with it. And it, I, I honestly, I can't believe that I never had, had heard of it with me. But again, like in no other part of my body is anything like that even come out. So that's where it's just like when everybody just goes, oh, that's all in your head. Or I just go, no, it's not. I, I can tell you this is, I see these big, huge globs coming out. Like I go, that it's, and I can see the tissues getting more and more pliable. My, my, my range of motion is increased and my strength is going up on all my, my rehab. I'm just like, this is you know, I, I hope we could learn more about it and it becomes more common. But as you know, like Western medicine, we typically things that can work and heal us isn't favored for things that were they, where they could put us on pain pills or surgeries or. And, and so this is a more natural way of healing. But but for me, it, it, without it, I don't think I ever would have gotten better here. So. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, if it's helping you get, get back into the rain quicker, I'm like, I'm all for it. Thank you. I could want to see you back in the, in the ring, you, you know, as soon as you can be. Same here. Trust me, it's been too long. I'm going crazy. <laughs> like, I got to get it out, man. Let's I've got it. people telling me, brother, I, I, all this shit, whether they say you're washed up, you're done, you're never going to come back, or you're too old, or this and that. I'm like, fuck, I'm young. I'm going to, I feel better than I felt all this. Like, I go, I've got a whole run in me that, nope, like, my prime is, is coming. But it's just like, you just, and I block it all out. I keep doing the work, but it's like, it, there comes a point it's been seven years like i like i you know i don't it's never been done but it's like fuck okay let's go let's just give i just want that that opportunity so it'll happen right yeah was it uh, uh to um com- compare something to that i i don't re- remember what the uh the uh olympic um uh group or event is called but there there was a, a 92 year year old man just doing dead sprints on a track at his age, completely healthy, just did it nor- nor- normally with no issue. Yep. And I'm like, that is, that is absolutely uh, impressive. To, to it's possible. That. People don't understand how many, when you take care of yourselves and like all thing age related, like it's typically injury related that it, it like athletes, when their performance declines, it's typically due to injuries with it. And so if you can make sure that you're not injured and you address those things and you take care of yourself, you could have your prime years well into periods where other people are done with that. And especially if we get older in life and you do things the right way. And I've seen it enough where it's just like, there comes a point where, yeah, 
at some point in time, the performance declines. But again, usually, though, that is associated, though, with injuries. But as we get older and older and older into your 50s and 60s, you are more likely to possibly be able to get injured more often, depending on what it is that you're doing and whatnot. But if we take care of ourselves the right way and, and implement new things that we have made available to us and diet and, and activity and, and weight training and conditioning, and we, we do things and stay active, I, I, I just think, like you saw it, like it, you wanted to believe it if you saw it. I've seen people powerlifting crazy weights into their 70s and 80s, like like doing things that guys in their 20s can't do. So it's just our mindset, too. Uh, that's also true. Yeah. Uh, all right. La- last question. Uh, in terms of, well, uh, I guess for two, two, two of the supplements, uh, your finish it and uh, pro- pro- uh, your protein powder. Is okay. there any new flavors? Uh, in the works to eventually come out. There will be once I'm back with everything. I'm, I'm, everything is going to remain the same until I, I get back where I'm wrestling full time. Just with that, okay. just because it, with everything too, and like we had the whole pandemic, and I grew during a period where it was, and then everything I talked about. There was a two year period where things, business wise, where a lot of people went out of business, and, and I luckily did not with everything, but I. I didn't anticipate the pandemic going on for three fucking years. <laughs> like with the way yeah, that everything. I'm telling you, it is, it was, I, I have friends and people that lost everything, had, had multiple restaurants and businesses in Vegas. They lost everything. And like a lot of online businesses and it was, uh, it was crazy, but things have been back, just keep getting better and better and better. And I just think now that all my stuff with WWE, all that's finally done, um, that I think in going back, it's going to, now we can continue to grow. So it is on this, it, it is, I want, I want five flavors of everything, 10 flavors of everything. It will happen. It's just a matter of, I came out with a lot of different supplements and I probably should have had probably should have stayed put for a while until I knew what the pandemic, I just didn't, I don't think anyone, if you would have told me year one, that it was going to go three years. I don't think anybody would think that that was going to happen. So it was, it was just one of those deals though. It did, but now rode that all out. And uh, I, it sounded to trust me. Like, I know I want more flavors because I use all this stuff daily. So it is going to happen. I, I would say within the next, within the next year, that's all, it's all out. And that's going to be a thing. We have multiple flavors of everything. All right, man. Awesome. Cool. I will look, look forward to that. Uh, that's, the end of my questions uh uh i do hope this whole uh chase ordeal gets wrapped up soon because thank uh, you pretty pretty crazy and uh i'm like 12 years of stalking like like you said earlier i'm like that is that is almost baffling to me just in terms of he's kept up doing that for 12 years straight and just not and admitted admitted to it already multiple times It, it rather it's scary but it's right, a, man. well. Uh, thank you for letting me speak and uh, ask my questions. I, I appreciate it. Uh, you have a good Fourth of July and uh, just take take it easy, man. And hope things turn out well. You too, and you're welcome on any time. Take care and be safe. Thank you, man. Take care. Bye bye. Awesome. Thank you very much. We've got Justin down here. Big Justin, ninety one. We've got a new caller here calling in. Justin, welcome to the Ryback Show. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. What's on your mind? Um, well, first off, um, huge fan of yours. Been watching wrestling for a long time, and I've been I've watched you since you first when you were in NXT, and I absolutely loved it. And I love everything you're doing, and I keep I hope everything continues to go well for you, sir. Thank you very much, Justin. Um, my first question is, um, I don't know if you still watch any WWE or any of their pay-per-views, but you, did you happen to catch Money in the Bank last night and your thoughts on how the whole show went? I, I did watch it on Saturday there, and I, I watched the majority. I didn't there. I walked away for different parts as I was had to do my rehab and multiple different things, and I, I kept it on and I put it on my phone if I was in the living room with the dogs or if I had to go upstairs. I, I caught... I caught a good portion of the show. Look, look, there's uh, despite I've always from the beginning, despite my personal things that have happened, I have a lot of people there that I that I uh, friends with and that I that I care about that I, I enjoy. I love wrestling, and for me, I enjoy watching it and the what keeping up with certain things. And there were different periods where I didn't watch as much over the, the especially early on with my injuries. I still watched, but I did I didn't watch it as religiously as like and now as I get closer and closer. I try to watch as many matches as I can just to keep my mind, you know, sharp and, and on that, on that end of things. I enjoyed it. I think that there's from a production standpoint, the things that they do, it, you know, it, it is, there's nothing like it in the world. So, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed everything and, you know, Damian Priest, you know, winning the money in the bank. He's had, he's that guy from the beginning. He has superstar written all over him. He has yeah, a great look The the judgment day is, you know, is is one of the the faction that was a faction that I really didn't you know I don't want to say that I didn't care for but I didn't really I thought it was a weird pairing in the beginning it was a weird group of, of pairings of people with like I, I was like how's this gonna go and then once everything played out and Finn came in and like all the the group has just gotten better and better and better and they all have their own identities um it, it's one of the best factions I think and that that had been put together in terms of where they were on the card to start off and where they are now individually and as a group. So I, uh, I enjoyed it though. All of it. All right. Uh, my second question is um, for the retirement match that I've seen you uh, posted recently, what made you choose Goldberg out of all the other. <clears throat> well, you got to understand it's a once in a lifetime opportunity of a match that I wanted from the beginning where I've always felt that people that have made that comparison, I want to show them firsthand just how different we are. And so I can do that with what I know and with the story that I, I can envision and see. And I, I have a feeling I can I know where Goldberg's at. And I, I, I look at this as an amazing opportunity because a lot of people shit on Goldberg, right, and say that he's too old or that he, his best matches are behind him, right? Yeah, I, I hear that a lot. I, I don't understand how people can say that. But they, but so, but like they, they, they're, for whatever reason, because they, they hate on the people they do it on anything. I look at it as a wonderful opportunity to show the world the differences in our personality. And, and for me, if we go out there and have a fantastic, very entertaining, great match for his last okay, match, bring the house down. but it, it, that's going to raise my stock even more, right? Yeah. So, and I'm not afraid to take chances and swing for the fences because I know, I know what I'm capable of and I know what the people don't know. And I know what I know. And I've worked with all the, I've worked with some of the biggest names in the business. And I, 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 I walked away. I never got fired. I know what I'm capable of and what I can do. 
and I know that I'm healthy now. And I know that I, even if Goldberg in, in being 57, I understand the injuries because I've had them and to be able to overcome them. I'm the young, healthy one now. I, for if, whatever level that he's at, I can carry him to a great match. Yeah. I, 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 I swear to God, I, and I, I know how to, to do this specifically to make this work without saying what we would do. I can do it. And so that's why I hope to be able to get this chase stuff under out of the way. And then me and Bill can sit down and have a conversation, whether it's on the phone or in person. And I just kind of want to go from there with things, um, but you got to take yeah. chances. That's an, once he's, he's, it, it and guys in the name, nobody in the, he has a name and that yeah. he's at a level. And I, I, I have nothing but love and respect for him, man. And I, I, I know what he wants to do. I understand what happened in WWE with him. And I think I'm very motivated with everything with WWE. I will be more motivated to make this work than anybody else he could work with. And that's, that, that's just me, my opinion, but I, I, I find, I feel that that is the truth. Um, before I ask my third question, um, I just want to say um, my most sincere condolences for your loss of your dog. Thank you. Um, I had to, unfortunately, I was out of state when my dog of 18 years, uh, Scamper, he was the runt of the litter. He passed away of old age. Um, I know how hard it is to lose a best friend, and I just want to offer my most sincere condolences. Thank you very much, and I, I'm very sorry as well. That is, I've always worried about that with my dogs and, and not being able to be there. I can't even imagine what, what you went through. I hope everything was your family or, or someone there able to, to be there. Yeah. He, he, um, he was just, um, getting old. He was starting to go deaf and a little blind and he was taking more and more naps. And then he just went to go take a nap one day and he just never woke up. Uh, I'll tell you though, if, if it is as sad as it is to me though, if, the, at least it was as peaceful as possible, probably. Exactly, I agree. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing I was, I, was, I was okay with was that he went he went peacefully. That was my fear, and that's why, like, with Secret was starting to have trouble breathing, and I knew I just knew we were on borrowed time. I couldn't chance because she started choking multiple times, and she came back, and then she would be fine, but her body was giving out, and so that to me it was like I. I knew we had to say our goodbyes and we had to, we had to go bring her so that she can go peacefully still before the last thing you want to do is watch your dog struggle or suffer. And it was, so I, I, at least I, I, it's good. They went in peace on that. Cause that's all that we all ever want. That's how I want to go. All I think death can be such a scary thing and, and it's so much we don't understand, but I appreciate you that I'm very sorry for your loss as well. 18 years, man, is that's an incredible amount of time for a dog too. Yeah, he 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 outlives, he outlives his whole family. Wow, what breed was he? Um, he was. We didn't really get a whole thing because we got him from my friend, my childhood friend Timothy. His uh dog had had a bunch of puppies, and every time we would go to their house, we would always play with all of them. And there was this one uh, golden retriever looking one, and her name was Rosie. And I always asked my mom if we could take her home. Finally, one day she calls my dad and she gives in and she's like, okay, you have a choice. You can either take Rosie or there's two other dogs that are both the runts of the litter and they don't have a name yet that you can give a name to. And so we went over there, saw the other two. Anyway, uh, we think he could have been an Australian Shepherd mixed with a smaller breed of a dog because he was very tiny, even though he was mixed with the Shepherd. So... And he would usually tuck his ears 
like a greyhound was. So we think that could have been like some greyhound, but he, we pretty much just assumed that he was, he was a mutt. That's brother. Those are the best. The, the yeah. secret they, they thought was a runt, a runt as well. And uh, I tell you, she was one of the most loving dogs. Just so it, it's. Gamper was too. As soon as you walked into the door, he'd roll over on his back and one belly rubs. Yep. Yep. That's Sophie's really big on it. Sophie will, will always. Sophie, I got to rub her stomach. Any chance she gets, she starts rolling on her back and just waits for me to come over. So <laughs> it's the best. Are you going to get another dog or. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, the place I'm living at right now doesn't allow pets, but okay. once I get a bigger place and I'll be able to, I'll be able to financially support a dog. Then yes, I will. Well, I hope you find the one eventually when that time comes. And uh, and again, I'm sorry for everything, and, and I appreciate you calling in and all the support. Uh, thank you so much, sir. You're welcome on any time, Justin. And thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Right. Bye, bye. Awesome. Very sorry again. It's tough, man, with those of us that, that have animals and, and love them. Let me see here. Which is, I think, a lot of people, too, with everything, with, with the whole Chase situation, you know, on top of the family member and friends, you know, talking about the dogs. That's the one, they, to me, it, it, that's, man, just an evil, 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 evil human being. Let me see here. We had another, thought we had a new one. Billy? Billy, welcome to the Ryback Show. What's going on? Hey, Ryback. Long time fan. Um, so happy to get the opportunity to ask you a couple of questions here. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much. What's on your mind today? Uh, the first thing I wanted to say is that, you know, I'm so sorry for the last guy who's talking. Um, I have two dogs myself, and, you know, they, they really are, you know, they're our world, but we're definitely everything to them as well. Yeah, um, I agree. But uh, I had a question, and I wanted to ask this. I saw you many times throughout your WWE career, but there is one specific time that I thought was, like, the most perfect heel Ryback moment I've ever seen. And I, so I wanted to ask, like, the story behind this. So you're in Chicago, right? Yep. And you're teaming with uh, with Axel at the time. And you come out, and I see you interact with the crowd, and you had nuclear heat. I remember being there that night, and there was just so, like, you, the pop you had, and the way that, like, during this tag match, you're out of the ring and you're turning and you are just giving it to the people in the crowd. Yep. And it was incredible. And the thing is like, that was the only time I got to see it. Was that something that you got to like, that you learned from, from working with Heyman or was that something that you just no, had to the, do your own? At the last just me. Because it was, it was so cool to see that because th the entire crowd became just enthralled with everything that was going on in that match because of something that like, I'd never got to see you do before. That so that happened all the time as Rybaxel when especially live events. Um, unfortunately, on TV we were used where our entrance wasn't shown, or we we were booked in really short matches at different times. Even though we fought for the titles and, and were on the pay per views and, and then some pre shows too on that, which the tag division was on pre shows in general for a bit. There was a period where Vince had the tag stuff on pre shows, um, which just kind of goes in cycles sometimes. Um, that happened quite a bit though on, on that, and that was uh, but. 
that was my punishment period. So we, I, I would use live events to be able to, to get people riled up. And I would try to be careful not to do it to take away at different points in, in the ring, but I would try to wait to where things and action would calm down. And then I would start jaw jacking to get people to, to riled up or whatever I could. Or if people are yelling at me, I'd come back with little one-liners back at the people in the crowd. It just, Whatever would pop in my mind. You suck. Your mom swallows. I would just keep going. Whatever it was. I always tried to have something at different points. And the people would go crazy, man. And um, that's just being just going in, in heel mode and trying to elicit a reaction. And your job is to get people to, to feel an emotion in a negative way as much as possible. Um, I would get out. I would get in people's faces and be screaming at them. I, I would rip up little kid signs, make them cry, and then we'd get them in the back. And we'd hug them and we'd let them go meet John Cena or whoever with it. But I'm gonna try to. I want the people in the crowd to believe I'm the worst human being in the world when I'm out there with that because that's my job as a heel on that. And I, I that's why I embrace either role that I play and because it, it's physical acting to me with that. But I'll tell you this is a true story. Kevin Owens and. If he ever does an interview, maybe he can elaborate more on it. But me and Axel, I just talked to Axel the other day again when he got his life threatened as well, brought us even closer. Um, he was, um, we were talking about Kevin Owens wasn't even signed by WWE. He was just at a Montreal live event. And he would always tell Axel about how how much heat me and Axel had. And that he, 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 it was his favorite thing, supposedly at the show, how we worked the crowd on the tag match. And so, but I'm glad that you brought it because that was something that it would, I helped it, it Axel. We were, I tell him all the time. It was the most fun I had up there, even though it, booking wise, we weren't booked as well, but it, it allowed, I go, I go, we, I loved being with him around him so much because I genuinely would try to get him to pop him as much as possible. And I'll tell you another story. This happened. This is, this happened with, we, this is on, on YouTube, I believe. And it was on raw, raw or SmackDown. Me and Axel had to do a TV match against big show and Mark Henry on TV once. I ribbed Axel <laughs> to because uh, I would try to do things to like just because I I'm big on like acting and reacting when you get in the ring and I know my job as a heel is to put over the baby faces right over overall at some point in time so but I ribbed Axel and got him I go walk up with Mark Henry I had him start the match I go go behind him and crawl under his legs and I go just I want to see how he reacts. I go, but my head, so what was going to happen though, was I, if Mark would have played this up and, and not freaked out, I was going to eventually get in and go behind and go to go under his legs and have him stop me and get me up. And then Axel comes in and double head butt us together and put him over. Right. But, but it didn't, I, and I like to do this stuff. It was on the fly. It wasn't talked about, but I wanted to see what, what he was going to do. But I also, so Axel does it. Mark Henry though, just flips out and tries to beat the shit out of him for real in the ring. So Axel legit shoot runs away from him and just tags me in. The spot was completely gone. Henry was just furious at Axel. <laughs> but amazing. that was my, I was going to do that though, to then go lock up with Mark, to have Axel then like laugh at him. We laugh at him, get the crowd. We literally, it would have gotten an amazing reaction. I lock up, go behind Mark. I was going to try to go through his legs, but Mark was smart to it now. He would have stopped me, got me up. No, no, Mark, Axel, get in, headbutt, boom. Then the crowd, like, that's the kind of stuff that I feel like is missing sometimes, but that's like the kind of fun we would just do on live events, just do stupid things and then have fun and try to get the crowd riled up as much as possible. So I felt like they could have taken so much advantage of, of that because you were able to draw so much heat because I've seen different wrestlers like talk to the crowd or interact and things like that. 
but just the way, and especially in a crowd like Chicago, in a city like Chicago, the, yeah. the way it is, like, it was, like, I haven't heard heat like that, and, like, the rest of the night, it was, like, quiet compared to that, and I feel like there's so much that they could have taken advantage of with the way Thank that you. you were able to draw heat as a heel. Yeah, no, I, I, I lived it, so I, I, I would agree with you. I just, uh, you know, and I, I was booked very well at different points, but it was just a matter of, this is, I'll tell you guys, and I, this is, I, again, people give me shit for tooting my horn, but I know, I just know, I, I have a very good understanding of pro wrestling from watching it and doing it, and I just feel like I understand what, no matter what my role is, I know how to get an emotion and reaction out of people. I've just, whatever, I just, I have, I just, it, it's never been a stranger to me. But Vince told me during Nexus, he came up to me, he just goes, I don't have a lot of guys like you, you know how to get over that was one, and that was before my ankle injury with everything, or right after. I'm sorry, that was after the ankle injury. I apologize with it, but it was one because he goes, "I'm never going to give up on you." He goes, "You have a trait that not a lot of guys have." He goes, "You know how to get over," and so I don't know whatever, and I do believe I, 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 I do believe I have that trait as well. But it, it's and that I'm very comfortable in front of people, no matter what. Like, I, and that is, I don't know where that came from or what it is, but like I truly thoroughly enjoy the energy of being in front of a live crowd and whether baby face or heel, if it's a baby face, I want to get people screaming and going crazy and feeling what I'm feeling as much as possible and feeding off of each other. Or if it's an, an being the heel, I want to make that the negative as much as possible. And, and I just, I'm, and I, that's the job. That's what you, you, you need to do. And, and wrestling isn't just going out and executing moves. It's all this other stuff that goes into it with it. And, you know, so. I just, I'm glad you got to be there and see that because that's kind of the stuff I've lived it. So a lot of people don't know unless you were there on certain periods of different things. It's like me wrestling long matches. I wrestle long matches all the time with that. And a lot of people, they, they would just see me squash somebody on TV or this and that. And they go, you know, I routinely do 15, 20, 25 minute matches. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for, for talking. Also, I hope that you find Chase and put him away for a long, long time. Thank you very much, Billy. You're welcome on any time. We're going to get him. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Chase probably hated that one. Chase hates people that compliment me, and then when I ball wash myself. <laughs> uh, to my horn, Chase is just going, oh, he's just kissing his ass. Just kissing his ass, and then, oh, he's just putting so egotistical. He's a narcissist. Chase like wants everyone to believe I'm the ultimate narcissist as well, which we all have narcissistic uh, qualities and characteristics. Like, we all do with it. And I... I would just say, I think, Chase, if we look at the two of us, I think people are going to side on my side a little more than yours based on how we've handled the last 12 years of our life with everything. I'm by no means perfect, Chase, but Jesus fucking Christ. Come on. Take a look at some of your comments here. Who else we got? What's, let me take a look at the Twitter spaces here. Seeing interesting, Chase has decided not to show up the last couple of shows. I wonder. I wonder what changed in him that he got a. Uh, you know, he seemed so big, bad, and tough that he uh, now he's he just kind of bitched out on the whole process. Chase, are you there? You want to come back on? You want to go? You want to go? You want to wrap up today's show with the big guy, Chase? <clears throat> Where you at, Chase? 
someone says Chase was here earlier. I don't I don't see him anywhere. Chase, why don't you get a profile and come on to the Ryback show today? You want to threaten any more people? You have anything else you want to you want to add some more time onto everything? Well, it looks like I have a couple missed calls. I'd look forward to making those calls shortly after this. Let's go Ronaldo Carrillo. We're going to keep this down to one question or statement, guys. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. <clears throat> hey, what's up, Ryback? How you been? Hola. What's going on, buddy? How you been? Very well, thank you. The question is, um, who, who do you think will win in a real fight, Goldberg or Brock Lesnar? Oh, man. I, that's a, obviously, you know, the age difference in the two of them. And the, with the, the background, I know Goldberg's done pretty extensive training as well. I'm not a fan of answering those things unless they happen. With it, I'll tell you this much: I would I would pay to watch a fight with both of them in their prime, regardless of what anyone thinks. I would probably order that pay per view if they were going to have a, a. I think Goldberg will win the fight because uh, Goldberg Goldberg's been training on MMA for 25 years, you know. So, uh, so who do you think would win though? I don't know. I honestly, though, with Brock with his background, I think it's very hard to discredit Brock with what he's done because he's done it, right? Yeah. And he has the experience and of actually being in there, and and you know, yeah. it's so I don't know though. I, I'll tell you this much though: I would, I would, I would definitely pay to watch it. Like every a lot of people probably would. Yeah, and I would choose Goldberg to win. <laughs> no, I, I understand why you'd pick that. He's a very, very you know, especially in his prime, was a very you know freak specimen. So, yeah, that I think I think he's still the same, you know. <laughs> No, I know, I know. I do think with as time goes on, though, and, and whatnot, you know, 57, I don't think, I think he, he looks Goldberg, absolutely uh, fit. 56. 56, sorry. So I think he looks fantastic for 56, and I think he's, very few people are even in the position he's in at 56. So he's actually done a, a tremendous job of taking care of himself. Did you like the Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series 2016 when Goldberg uh, squashed Brock Lesnar? I remember that. Yeah, I remember. I was. I did not. I want. I was. I watched that, and I was very interested to in seeing how that was going to go. And I think, like everybody else, it was. I it was like it. Sh- it was very shocking, but it, I thought they did that. That was one of the really, really good matches that they put together to shock people. Yeah. So if Goldberg and Brock Lesnar ever fought, Goldberg would beat him again. Yeah, we'd have to, we'll have to wait and see. What what are your thoughts on on me facing Goldberg? Do you is that something you're interested in? Yeah, <laughs> I know you like Goldberg's your guy though. I could clearly tell that. Yeah, but so I'll, maybe I'll, I'll take it easy on him for you. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you calling in and and look forward to having you back on. Yep. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. I'm going to shell shock a Goldberg Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, meat hook and shell shock a meat hook and shell shock meat hook and shell shock. I'm just kidding, Ronaldo. I'll only limit it to one. Limit it to one. Let's see here. Ian Kennedy, rapid fire, one question or one statement, guys. Unless it's Chase. Chase has a. Chase can come on for as long as he wants. Hello, can you hear me? Welcome to the Ryback Show. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I've been watching you for a while. I guess my specific question is, is I got to see you in person in Indy when you were Intercontinental Champion. I was just wondering if you had any favorite matches or favorite moments from coming to Indianapolis to wrestle. 
Man, so Indianapolis, I used to love going there. Um, one, that was the Shield debut. The um, That arena was, is it, it used to, was it, it used to be called Conseco Fieldhouse or? Yeah, it was Conseco and then Banker's Life and yep. now it's uh, Gamebridge. Okay, so I, I was there for the first two for that in Banker's Life. Um, I used to love, there used to be a gym out there that was this huge sporting complex and this enormous gym that I remember always going to when we were in Indianapolis at different, if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say that was Indianapolis. Hold on. I'm trying to think. Cause I also know I used to go to a, a gold gym in Indianapolis as well. Occasionally. Uh, and hold on. I'm trying to think. I just remember, I could tell you that I just remember that was the shield debut one because I, and that, and I remember that was where concessions came where me and Kane had to go hang out in um in a in a big huge like storage room for an hour and we were just talking in our gear for an hour waiting for the cameras to come up to shoot our segment live on raw when he I threw the nuts at him I hey Kane you forgot your nuts stupid and we had to do the fight at the concession stand so those are the two memories that pop up at the top of my head on that Oh yeah I've always had fun watching you wrestle like I said I've been a fan of yours for a long time and I'll end it with uh, let's get this motherfucker. Thank you very much, and and we are, and I, I appreciate the support, and look forward to you calling back in. Thank you, buddy. Very very good. Let's see here. Kurt Rock, the good. Rapid fire, one questioner statement, please. What's going on, Kurt? Hello, hello. We will try Kurt back. Let me see here. Aquaman. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you today? What's on your mind? Um, okay. So, I was, well, we talked the other day. I don't know if you remember. I remember your name, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I had questions, but I had forgotten more because I was so nervous. But now, you know, I'm pretty, pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you had the message to Chase, right? Yeah, that bastard. See, I, I have a pretty decent memory. Yeah, Chase, Chase. That uh, you know, my personal personal nickname for Chase is Chase the Creeper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking creep. Twelve years just for a look. That's like what started it all, right? It's wasted twelve years of his life. He did. But anyways, one of my question is: Did you ever have any like fans that were too scared to meet you? Uh, I know I've met a lot of people where they're, they're very nervous or shaking. Um, and I, I always try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. I understand like, cause you know, I've wrestled live and when I've been out in the ring and had the microphone, <clears throat> this is probably cause I had way too much caffeine. And now that I don't have caffeine, this doesn't really happen much, but I remember I've been times on TV where I was out there talking and my hands were just shaking. And cause I was in front of the live crowd. this wouldn't happen all the time, but it was usually probably from having too much caffeine but I know the feeling of when you your body just goes into a state where you can't control uh, control it. So 
I have had people that let meet you and, and you know, it's always a, it's a pretty surreal, cool feeling. Um, and uh, this happens still at the gym where people, they, they kind of go into shock at different times. It's not everybody. It's just some with it. And it, it, it's, it's a cool feeling, but I always try to just let people know we're all just human and in, you know, and, and try to make them feel as comfortable as possible as quickly as possible. Well, the, the only reason why I asked is because back then, I want to say around 2011, when I was like nine or something, I would watch TV and I, I've always liked to watch you wrestle because you're, you're one of my favorites. Thank you. Because, you know, being young, I was always, I've always looked up to like the big guys, the big show, all of them. So I was the same growing up. Yep. Yeah, you know, the credible hoax. <laughs> <laughs> we all have, that's what we all like, a certain style or like that's, and, and I, so we're liking that. I agree. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, but the reason was because like, I, like I liked you. Like if there was a time where I got to meet you, I would be too scared only because I would see those backstage, uh, what are they, like promo? No, not promos. The bullying the segments? Like the, the, the parts where you would, go backstage and like if someone looked at you you would slap them and that yeah the bull the bully ryback segments yeah, yeah. Bully ryback and you threw him on the table one you threw one guy on the table another one you made him wet his bag with the water yeah there there, there were a handful of those it, it was i was on a roll for a little bit <laughs> yeah those I was, ever since i watched those i was like oh my god this guy's he's mad yeah no that was you know again it, it's physical acting and and it's yeah. But it, it, I, I have a lot of fun doing that because I get to, I like this is I love playing different roles in wrestling where I can show I, I guess I would say I like showing my creative ability or acting ability in pro wrestling. That's where like I I, I just I always enjoy doing that stuff because it's not it's not real in the sense of it's just getting to but it's trying to elicit an emotion out of people. And I just go, I've never been a bully. How would I act if I was a bully? And I get to kind of tap into that creativity and do it. And those, all those people that did it played their parts perfectly and showing being scared and, and that and showing fear. And it was those is as scary as they may have seemed. It was a lot of fun to record them. So I, we had a soundboard in the shower though, to make that slap sound a lot loud, louder. They use sound equipment to, so the sound would echo a certain way to make it like 10 times louder than it actually was. But I, in all fairness, I did slap him pretty decent still. I, that was, but that was the directive because it was, you, you, when he knew and I talked to him and I actually had him on my podcast and he, he was fine after and everything. And, you know, but some of that stuff, you got to kind of sometimes lay it in. And it was, uh, I was glad I was the one slapping, not getting slapped that night. <laughs> Right, you know when I rewatched that one, I think yesterday, and I was just, I was just laughing in my head because I was like, "Hey, look, this is gonna be Chase in prison." <laughs> oh, to say the least, that the scene would have gone on a little. There would have been a few uh, things that we had, would have had to leave out in that. So, right. yeah. <laughs> well, well, buddy, I uh, I appreciate you calling back in, and and uh, I'm gonna get to one more caller before we wrap up today. Thank you. Thank you, right back. You take care. All right. You too. And boom, boom, boom. Always hungry. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Aquaman. All right. Well, one more. Nancy Pabroski. Oh, maybe this is Chase. <clears throat> hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello? Wait, you can hear me? I can hear you. How are you? 
Hey, dude, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, um, so I've been in uh, talking shit to my buddy Jacob because he thinks you suck, but I love you. Would you be able to do me a favor? What's that? Would you be able to pay, take a picture of yourself holding up a piece of paper that just says, fuck you, Jacob, or something like that? Well, I mean, that's I'd rather just say, fuck you, Jacob, on the show, and everybody can hear it, and then Jacob can go and listen, and we can, me and you can just talk about what a piece of shit Jacob is for a few minutes. <laughs> what else does Jacob, um, dude, what else does Jacob like or not like? And like, well, how old is Jacob? I'm sorry, can you repeat? How old is Jacob? Or wait, you might be cutting out. Uh, I asked how old Jacob is. Nancy Nancy Pabrowski, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, how old is Jacob? Like 27-ish. Wait, are you guys, how old are you? 20. Okay, you guys are just, just regular friends, or how'd you meet? Um, church, actually. Hey, so he's he go. You met him at church, but he but he hates me. How, how did that come yeah. up that he hates me? Uh, we talked about wrestling, and I talked about how I actually liked you as a wrestler, and he just started comparing you to Bill Goldberg. Yeah, usually, what is that? All that that is all he's pretty much saying is that the Goldberg stuff. Pretty much, yeah. Have you asked him like what what about Goldberg that I remind him of exactly? Actually, hey, uh, I gotta, I gotta dip out. Is a nice document. All right, buddy, take care. All right, Nancy Pabrowski, thank you. Never, I feel like Jacob was right there. Also, Jacob, Jacob was not able to communicate to Nancy what uh, what they did not like about me. Would have loved to have Jacob. You're welcome on at any time to come on the Ryback show. I would also like Dave Meltzer to come on the Ryback show and explain to me where the fuck he came up with a complete lie that Brock Lesnar beat me up and gave me the black eye in 2012 that never fucking happened dave Meltzer and the little sidekick bitch on your show you guys are welcome to come on and explain how you don't check your sources and you just believe any goddamn fucking lie that you put out there on your shit show so we will continue to call out any of the people they can come on when they want to come on but not they can anybody can come on these twitter spaces i see anybody pop up that said something i'll see him you guys can point it out we'll put them on and uh we'll just talk with that, I, I'm genuinely interested in their their process of how they 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 that. And by the way, I don't think they've ever corrected their fucking lie on top of all the other fucking lies they put out with it. <clears throat> but these people are all yeah, they're, they're they're pieces of shit. They they do things for their own profit, and it, it just I, we need to all call this shit out with it. They need to get that doesn't mean they can't report facts at different times because they they do. But they come up with lies on other things, and they try to interject their opinion with the, with with different factual information to try to persuade people in a negative, hateful manner. And I'm just curious. That one in particular, I would like to see what sources he did and why he never never confirmed anything with me. Never never reached out for a conversation or for for information to before he went ahead and, and published that that piece on that. And why there hasn't been a retraction for fucking thirteen fucking years or eleven fucking years, whatever it's been. <clears throat> but with that guys i guess we're not gonna have well don i will get don back on don wanted don let's see if you got the speaker fixed don you got what's going on 
Oh, nothing much, Ryback. And this is my first time ever to call in on your show, and I was listening. And uh, just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of you, and I was. And I really thought WWE dropped the ball with you in 2012 when you fought Cena for the title because I wanted you to win. But uh, my question is, is that um, even though that you say fighting Goldberg is money, and I know that Punk, you know, said some things about you, would you consider ever working with CM Punk if you ever went to AEW? Yeah, I've talked about that with everything going on as far as I think it's important <clears throat> because I, 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 here's, I, I look at things where I go, I look at what WWE has done with, in making my life more difficult and with, with the lies and the bullshit. And since I've yeah, left, and, bullshit, yeah. yeah, so my, and my goal is, has always been to go back and I've said this and I've got my health back. I, and I think it's part of growing up and despite whoever, you know, and I think it's important for people to sit down and have conversations and communicate. And at some point, the communication with me and Punk got bad when it wasn't. It wasn't. We got along well for for far before we, we'd ever worked together. And uh, I think it, it's important because uh, I know what my goals are and I'm not going to let anything get in the way of my goals. So I would say absolutely. Now, he may feel different, but I do think um, that if, you know, I, don't, I get along with pretty much everyone in the business. There's only a, a small little group that this has formed since being away outside of punk with that. And uh, all of it can be, all of it can be mended literally in seconds, minutes, seconds, whatever, sitting down. And, um, you know, now whether he, he would ever want to work together or not or, or alongside each other, I don't know. I think if the common goal is, is want to AEW to be as big as possible and to want wrestling to continue to evolve and fuck WWE and the way they treat wrestlers and talents and what they've done with me. And they're not going to stop shit. And that, so that is, has to become the priority. And so, yeah, I think that's very realistic and possible that it could happen at least from where I'm at mindset wise with things. And, and I, I'm not, I'm at a stage of life and I know the truth on different things. I think just open line of communication and try to, you know, make wrestling as good as possible so because i i do think that there's money in that either direction either alongside or against each other at some point you know yeah i honestly think that if you fought like punk ward and wardlow and goldberg it'd be money plus i think you owe moxley because of what happened it's the survivor series 2012 when he debuted and took you out during that match with punk i think you owe him what who's that john moxley dean ambrose yeah 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 so th there's definitely <laughs> There's storylines in place with everything. And plus, with Cesaro over there, Claudio, I think you and Claudio tear the house down if it's done right. Because Claudio is one of the best workers, and I think you and him would be perfect also in AEW. I mean, and you and Brian too. We, me and uh, Claudio, have wrestled a lot together in WWE and had some really good matches with each yeah. other. That's so what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that you draw money in AEW if you fought him again. You know, I think all of it's just a matter of of getting everything and getting cleared, and then I think we could start. I'll tell you too. I'm very interested. I. I you know, I know Daniel Bryan's working in creative, and me and Dan have always gotten along very well. Yeah, that's something that too I, I would be at some point in time interested on the creative end of things because I do think that they overall and, and I, I just enjoy the creative process in wrestling. I wouldn't want to work for creative in WWE, but for another promotion, I could see it being very interested in that because um, I, I've always enjoyed that aspect of the business. Yeah, I honestly think, and also I would love to see you at a Forbidden Door, you know, facing some of the Japanese guys they put up there every year at Forbidden Door. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome, too. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think that there's, I've been out for a long time now, and there's a lot of new people in the game, a lot of people. I think there's a lot, a lot of possibilities to explore, so.
And I mean, when you talk about organically getting over, I mean, LA Knight scares me because he's organically got over. When you were organically over and you attacked Cena and you held up the title and the crowd was behind you, I really, I really wish they had not dropped the ball on you, man. I wanted you to be, I wanted you to be champion. You deserved it. Thank you very much. And I just look at it that I hope that I, uh, people can, I, I did what was asked of me and uh, that I always kept a good attitude, even if it was not my night. And, uh, and that's all you could do as a professional because I would want that to happen to me. So, I just hope everyone that, that I got to work with was was uh, as appreciative as I always was when somebody did it for me. So, yeah, I know. And, and as much as Chase runs his mouth, I hope that if they FBI get some, you get five minutes with them, and you drop him with a meat hook and a sh- meat hook and a shell shock, because I would love to see it. He had no business talking to you like that in your family, because I saw the whole conversation, and that was ridiculous. Thank you very much, and I can Chase, tell you, you're going to get caught, and when you get caught, Ryback's going to give you what you deserve, boy. Thank you very much. And I can tell you, a meat hook. feed you more, buddy, because I know you're hungry. Always, buddy. Thank you very much. And I, I look forward to having you back on, Don. Oh, trust me. When is your next show? Because I'll be on here on Twitter. It'll be on your next show. You, you you bet your butt I will be. Every Monday through Friday, we're on here. Every About the same time every day, between any 8.30 to 10 o'clock, usually. We're always on. Oh, it. man. I can't wait, Ryback. I mean, it, I, I am like, I'm like got chilled right now because I'm talking to one of the people that I actually was behind, you know, back in WWE, and I wish they would have fully pulled the trigger on. I know I'm a, I'm a huge Punk fan, but I honestly wanted you and Punk to get a one-on-one match. That's why I said I was hoping you'd be willing to work with them if you ever went to AEW because they could use you, and I bet Tony Khan would use you right, man. Thank you very much, Don, and the story's not over, and, and just stay tuned. Oh, I know, and I'll be and I'll be watching right back. You take care, and I'll be watching your show again, and come back on for another question. All right, buddy, take care. Yep. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Thank you very, very much. A meat hook and shell shock would be the least of his his worries if that were the case. He's right now thinking, "Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right." Chase, why didn't you come on today, Chase? You a little nervous over things? What did I say that made you so nervous, Chase? What was it? We're going to get you, buddy. We're going to get you. And we don't even need you to come on here. We're going to get you. <clears throat> but uh, I appreciate all the love and support with everything, guys. And uh, we're going to keep keep working towards everything. I hope to have a very positive update very soon uh, in regards to everything. Um, once I, I have a few more phone calls here on things uh, with the day and got to get going, do all the stuff we got to get done. So. We'll be back tomorrow, guys. Please, if you like this show, iTunes reviews. If you can go leave a star review and write a rating on iTunes. If you listen, the Ryback Show on iTunes, it really helps us out. Um, and I, I I know I mentioned it a bit, but it really does help. I know sometimes I'm not the greatest at leaving reviews. Um, but if you can leave a star rating and write a review, thank you very much. And right now, Feed Me More Nutrition, 35% off. Discount code Mental Health. For 35% off all the Ryback merch and Feed Me More Nutrition supplements on feedmemore.com. We will be back tomorrow for another Ryback show around the same time, guys, on all podcast platforms. Ryback TV, IG, Twitch at Ryback Rules, and uh, Twitter at Twitter Spaces at Ryback on that. You guys have a great day. And until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more. Hey Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit feedmemore.com.